friends, our family, Oman, we scored the weather today. Yeah, it's awesome at the uh, Costa Mesa, California OC Fair and Wait a minute, Center. You Event just Center. Can't I messed start, it up already. You can't start. No, there's no California in it. We're at the Four Wheeler Adventure Expo. Yeah, that. <laughs> and uh, man, I gotta say, quite a turnout for the first year. Yeah, everybody uh, that we're seeing here seems pretty excited to go through the gate. I can tell you why. Because I've been walking around kind of before everybody uh, got here, before the show opened, and yeah. I am super jealous. You're you're jealous of all the vehicles? Yeah, all okay. the, the vehicles, the adventures, all the people that just look like they came straight out of, like, you know, I don't know, the uh, the middle of nowhere. And then... These are not people in, like, straight in, out of the middle of nowhere. They're from Orange County. County. No, no, no. They, <laughs> look at all these vehicles. They, like, oh, they, yeah. they all came out of... Literally, literally came out of the woodwork. They did. They did. <laughs> Uh, this is awesome. I'm looking at the beer garden. We'll be doing that later. Uh, I can see. I mean, not that much later. What is this like? This has got to be like an eighth of a mile full of uh, adventure rigs. It seems that I'm seeing a lot of tents, like a lot of, of rooftop them. tents. I'm seeing a lot of jeeps, seeing a lot of Toyotas, yep. seeing a couple of Raptors. A lot of in new front products. Of a lot of companies here. Yep. I'd like to walk around, see if we can find some people we know, uh, and also uh, find some new products and beer. Uh, yeah, but do you really want beer at 9 a.m.? Sure do. All right, well, before you uh, grab that beer, we better thank our presenting sponsor, Nissan. Mm -hmm. So uh, Nissan obviously makes some great uh, trucks. Frontier, Titan, Titan XD, best warranty in the business, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Can't figure out why they give you that warranty. You don't need it. You're not going to use it. It's kind of a waste, right? I mean, you know, it's... The truck is too good for that warranty. It's way too good for that warranty. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, if you want to check out the uh, new Titan, you'll love the new styling of the 2020. In fact, I drove our 2020 here today. Yes, I know. I love it. That, that lava red stitch across the dash and the seats and the logos front and, and the rear. Fender audio. Oh, in the oh, 5.6 so liter endurance V8 with a uh, nine-speed transmission. Man, you know that, the, when uh, that thing kicks down and that, and that engine screams, oh, it sounds so good. The Fender audio system doesn't make us any funnier. No, it, it actually uh, it makes us more clear so you can hear that uh, we aren't good. Uh, it's, uh, Sorry about that, Nissan. Yeah. All right, well, if you want to uh, pick up a, a new Nissan truck, head over to NissanUSA.com. And, dude, we were walking around. I've already seen a couple deck systems out here. That is, so that's a smart decision out here. You know what I mean? If you, Whether you're hunting, fishing, you're a surfer, construction worker, you need a place to put your stuff so it's not rattling around on the bed of your truck. So you go to decked.com and you order yourself up a deck system. Uh, perfect for any truck, mid size full size van. or van yeah you know I love I love the uh, the high roof vans that have a deck system as their floor in the back which is pretty cool that's smart or also like some of the gladiators and, and some of the other trucks here that have a deck system but then have the half rack so you know if you have a rooftop tent it's below the the you know top of the truck the cab of the truck mm -hmm. so it's out of the windstream but you still have all that storage down below it's pretty cool so what happens if you are driving your truck along with yeah. your deck system in the back and all of a sudden you get a check engine light? What do you do? Well, if you're driving a Nissan truck, you wouldn't have a check engine light. True. So that's, yes. uh, that's not a problem. However, yeah. there are more than uh, just Nissans in the world. And what I would do is I would give up on it. I would start going to uh, the Nissan website and specking out my new truck. But because I'm Let's in an say you oh, can't. Hold on, hold on, right. hold on. Because I'm in an overland setting, I would pop the roof tent. Yeah. I would live off the land for until anybody came to pick me up. Okay. And I would just let the truck... I'd just leave it behind eventually to return to the earth. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. I'm saving up for a Nissan, okay? okay. Uh -huh. I'm saving up for yeah. a badass Titan okay. Platinum Reserve. Okay, yeah. So I can't just go buy it. I'm stuck with my truck with my check engine light. Oh. So I'm 
plugging in my Innova OBD scanner, I'm finding out what the code is, then I'm figuring out how to solve that code, like how to fix it, because I'm using the Repair Solutions 2 database, which tells me how everybody else fixed that code. You mean code. via Bluetooth on your phone? That's what I did. All right, well, uh, well now that you uh, you have a good truck, mm -hmm. you have good storage, mm -hmm. no, no, check engine no check engine light, right? I think it's time for us to start the show. Let's do it. The Truck Show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, Lightning, Holman, Truck Show podcast. We're out here at the Four-Wheeler Adventure Expo in Costa Mesa, California at the fairgrounds. And who do we run into? Podcast fan number 604. <laughs> How's it going? I'm Marshall. Desert so, Diesel. Marshall. Desert Diesel, yeah. Now, I've, you're famous for what? Uh, your day job, probably. Yeah, I work uh, one of the few podcast listeners that actually works at Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> one see? of the few podcast listeners, period. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a, uh, I'm actually a mobile tech for, for Tesla. and uh, How's that working for you? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I'm actually, uh, you know, I actually started our mobile service program here in Orange County. Oh, nice. For the company and uh, actually just interviewed yesterday for a position in Colorado to uh, kind of start that program out there as well. So. Wow. No, you're not allowed to leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. you're, you're one of us. And now on, you're leaving us when already. I think of Tesla, I think of like... Silicon Valley, I think of tech, I think of Dockers, and I think of like a, a button-down shirt. And here you are, dude. You're straight, bro. I mean, there's you got you got beard, you got the you got, you got the, black socks. He's got, he's got the hat with the, the Carly he's logo got on it. Reflective glasses. He almost yep, has the same yep, glasses yep. you do. They're they're yeah. eerily similar. <laughs> uh, the other thing he has is a uh, a ram on his Instagram that is flying through the air. Yeah. Now, what's up with that? Um, I've just I've always been a, a Dodge guy and I've always followed Carly and, and Sage back in 2006 2007 when when Carly first started and uh, you know I got out of got out of UTI and decided I wanted to build a, a big diesel truck and you know it's funny two or three days after I started working for Tesla I went out and I bought that truck I bought a big diesel truck and I work at Tesla was it like a big FU or what no not not really it was just kind of like a hey I want to I want a diesel yeah. So tell us, in, well, okay, he's first able to compartmentalize his work life and his home life. No, we can't do that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so wait, first let's talk about the truck. Tell us about the, what's what's the build like? Uh, so it's a 2006 uh, Dodge Ram 2500, 4x4, uh, crew cab, or uh, quad cab. Um, has the, the last full year of the 5.9, so it's got a full Carly Dominator kit, uh, Thurn front axle truss, uh, Carly front hydros, Atlas. Yeah, it pretty good. Yeah. At now, now that kit is how, how, uh, how many inches did it, uh, Raise you. Why is it uh, always about length of you, Lightning? <laughs> always. Um, that's just a three-inch kit, and I got the uh, the high clearance arm, so it clears 37s, no problem. Um, I actually uh, I tow a 30-foot toy hauler around regularly, King of the Hammers, a couple weeks ago. Towed the toy hauler, unhitched the toy hauler, and went and mobbed the truck around. So, uh, you know, it's it's pretty interesting to uh, be able to take a full-size diesel 
go out to Ocotillo, go out in the middle of nowhere, and you see people on dirt bikes and quads, and they see this big truck with leather seats, heated seats, air conditioning, <laughs> and they're like, what the hell is this guy doing out here? And uh, Being awesome. E- exactly. <laughs> Being awesome. And, uh, you know, I have my, my one-year-old daughter, and she's old enough now. We have her a really nice car seat, and we take her out there with us. Do you have the Recaro car seat? No, I wanted the Recaro. It didn't have really good reviews, so we actually yeah. got this uh, this new this car seat. It's called Maxi Cozy or something like that, but it's like air bolsters on the side, five point harness. It's but a bad. She's loving it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and she she giggles the whole time. First time we got airborne in my truck with the baby on board, she started giggling. My my daughter says zoom zoom yep. zoom zoom yep. from the back seat. It's awesome. <laughs> she's two. So tell me you have some video of that. Oh yeah. Well, not not with the daughter. Unfortunately, not with the daughter. I usually yeah, uh, lightning. He's concentrating on driving it, at that it, time. Exactly. Right. No no cameras, and the wife's usually freaking out. But <laughs> she's getting more comfortable with it. All right. Now, so, so tell us, how did you find the podcast, and how long have you been listening? I know you've emailed us before, but um, so I've only been listening for a couple months, and because I drive all day, I actually thank God you guys' podcasts are recorded, so I can go back and <laughs> you know listen to them. We apologize um, <laughs> for all of it. We're sorry. No, it's awesome. It's it's. I'm getting tired of listening to the radio, so yeah. it, I'm stoked to find a podcast. And you know, it's awesome to to have conversations and and hear you guys talk about you know everything in the market. From and I'm I'm a diehard truck guy. I don't like just one specific brand or, or um, yeah. you know one specific off road niche or anything. It's any if it has a motor and wheels, I'm down with it. And I think that clearly shows. I work for Tesla and I drive a big diesel truck, so. I'm actually pretty in, heavily involved in the diesel industry. My brother actually works for the oil companies as a truck driver. Oh, there you go. So it's kind of interesting to work for the the, uh, the other side. The other side, <laughs> and you know, it's not that I'm trying to convert people. It's most so just like showing the technology that yeah. we have, and you know, it's it's awesome to hear your guys' point of view, like you know, on on Tesla and, and what we're doing, and you know, I, I have friends that that I started with that Tesla, and now that work for Rivian, and it, it look, we're all on the same team. It's not it's not hey, you guys suck, screw Rivian, <laughs> screw all these other manufacturers. Like, hell so, yeah. And we're all on together. Exactly. What, you know, it's like one of those things, like high tide raises all ships or whatever, right? Like yep. if, if, if you have multiple brands doing well, everybody's doing well. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to be a part of it and be a part of the, uh, the community. And, you know, it's funny going out to the desert and, you know, talking to these diesel guys and they find out, they see my truck and they find out that I work for, for Tesla and it's like, what the hell? And you, <laughs> I think you guys would actually be pretty surprised at how many of us who work at Tesla are, are, are like-minded individuals. We all drive big diesel trucks. And Is I that think, true? Oh yeah. Well, you uh, have the skill set, so. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few of us that, that have you know, big but how does it just? I'm gonna ask just in case Tesla decides they need a podcast. How do they pay over there? Uh, they they pay pretty damn good. All right. Um, All right. And I, I'll tell you this: I can't speak in in terms of dollars, but their benefits are, are awesome. You know, they they take care of you. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for being a listener. All right, so Holman, we need uh, we got other people to interview. We, we love the fact that you jump trucks that are maybe a little too large to be jumped. I just want to see you jump a truck over a Model 3, and then that would make my day. Hey, we maybe may, we can make that happen one day. I think I feel good enough about you to let you jump over me. Oh, there we go. Let's do right it. Right now. Let's do it. I mean, not now. <laughs> okay. We'll just... go out and talk to you, Wells, and I'll find a like a berm, and I'll let him sky over me. We'll have to do a, a live live event. Yeah. Oh, it'd be like the guy who walks over the lava. Yes. You know, you we'll do that, but it'd just be uh, hucking over lightning. <laughs> we should make an event. You can just huck over lightning, and then you bring whatever you want. And the, just jump you. There we go. And if you don't get the title to your truck, we could maybe jump over that too. Oh, hey! Oh, <laughs> all right, jump there. All right, you're the best. Thanks. Holman, I think I'm in the the best booth right here at the Four Wheeler Off Road Adventure. What is it called again? God damn, it's the world's longest title. Four Wheeler Adventure, Adventure Expo. and Expo. I thought you said the beer booth was the best one. No, no, no. no. It's Icon. 
Are you I sure? mean, when we go over to the beer booth, then it will be they, the beer okay. booth. But right now, I we're mean, in, in all fairness, as much as we love Icon, this is the first booth that we've had a chance to go to. So here's the thing. First yeah. Chance, baby. <laughs> so circle. we're here with we'll Jeremy. Day here. Now, Jeremy, what is your official title at Icon? I am the marketing manager at Icon Vehicle Dynamics. What's new at, at Icon these days? So, I, I mean, where do I where do I start? Well, we know that your wheel line is absolutely. Yeah. I feel like you send me one press release a week, and I'm we, like, we I, do. I have, we do. I don't have this much space. For sure, we are pouring gas on the wheel line. So, so the wheel line started in 2015. Our big goal was, you know, in our engineering department, time after time, we would develop suspension and we'd get wheels and tires from the customer or the owner of the vehicle, and we couldn't turn the thing out of the shop because the offset was all bad and just horrible, horrible. Yeah. You know, it, you, you put on this nice wheel and tire combo, but it doesn't work. Yeah, but, but hold on a second. Was that the fault of the wheel manufacturer or the customer no, not knowing that he bought the wrong package? Right. Probably, yeah, probably yes. a, lot of, a, lot of, you know, a lot of a lot of factors in there, but you know, the, the offsets that were commonly available in a lot of the common wheel brands just weren't right by our standards. So we said, screw it. We're going to do our own line of wheels that's 17 by 8.5, the proper backspace for Tacomas, Jeeps, all that good stuff, and something that really complements our suspension system. So but you weren't worried about entering a very crowded market? Uh, I think throughout the company you saw different different attitudes. And, and truth be told, I was one of the guys like, damn, this is, this is a cutthroat market. This yeah. is a very, very saturated market. But, uh, but when you can sell your own wheels that already are, 100%. are are part of the build of the you know the suspension build and you know everything's going to work, a lot of guys will opt to just say, "All right, I'll do your wheels because I don't have to think about 100%. it." One hundred percent, and that that was the goal going into the wheel market. Was look, we're not trying to take the whole wheel market by storm and push everyone out. That's not our plan. Uh, our plan was to make it easier for an icon customer to have the whole package. Just go A, B, and C. I'm done you know, make it easy. So that started in 2015 and it's just been a steady, steady, steady roller coaster on upwards. And like you said, you know, you're getting press releases every other week now because we're going after different fitments, bigger sizes. Now 18s as the brakes on all these vehicles get bigger, we're getting into 20s for the three quarter ton trucks. So, so wheels are a big thing as always. We got in the side-by-side -side, uh, game just a little bit ago, a few months ago, we released a 15, 15 inch wheel, a true beadlock for the side-by-sides. That one's kind of, you know, we're kind of tiptoeing in that market. We don't do the suspension like we do with all the trucks that are out here and all that. So it's kind of like a one, We've got a one product kind of deal right now, but we're really looking at that market as well and what can we do to do different different styles. That's, a, that's a tough one, I think, with side-by-sides. A lot of guys who are in the automotive aftermarket, they look to side-by-sides. They know that side-by-sides are... I, I, are there any stock ones even... Left. Out, out I think they're all on dealership so, floors right now. The stock ones are on dealership <laughs> floors, but, but, but here's my yeah, thing. Right. But everyone is concerned that when the market falls apart, the first thing people do are sell their side-by-sides or stop modifying them. Whereas the truck, you, it, the truck gets, your... the truck you like, well, I can't afford to sell it, so it's cheaper to keep her, right? I'll just upgrade it. And that's where you guys come in, where the side-by-side, Bailmaster Central, like you're just right, goodbye, right. sell it. it. Yeah, I mean, Don't it's either because a lot of these side by sides guys are like taking seconds on their houses to buy them, and so they they modify them, they they get in. It's it's all emotional, mm -hmm. um, but they're that like they're so dispensable. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's it's a toy at the end of the day. A really expensive, nice toy. I mean, yeah. we live in this crazy world where I've seen eighty, ninety thousand dollar. UTV, which is crazy. weird, considering it's you crazy. can have a nice, nice, nice truck for that, or a <laughs> or really well done Jeep rail, for that. You know, get an old yeah, sand right, yeah. But um, for yeah. ninety, I'm buying a used Lamborghini Gallardo. Right. That's for ninety, I'm paying off part of my mortgage. Outside of the wheel game, uh, 
you know, Toyota has always been our bread and butter. So we're always looking at what's new and on the horizon for that. So we've got the third gen Tacoma that's kind of nearing the end of its cycle, I think. I'm really excited for what's on the horizon with, with new Toyota apps moving forward. Uh, we've got the Ford Ranger. That's been really exciting for us. Obviously, the Raptor and whatnot. We, we always love playing with the Raptor. That's, How about that's the, the house uh, truck. upcoming Nissan Frontier? I'm really excited about that. I am really excited about yeah. that. Um, you know, company-wide, Nissan's been that, the redheaded stepchild a little bit. You know, there's there's this cycle of, of, you know, there's not a lot of guys buying the Nissan trucks, so the aftermarket's really not supporting kind of slow them to, as well. Slow to take, you know, accept it. Exactly. But you guys but did a bunch of stuff where you are offering your kits through the Nissan dealership and the factory, and 100%. you guys have built a nice little relationship with Nissan, and, and I've been in several of their project vehicles that had your suspension. I was really impressed. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a great relationship, and I think a great opportunity for them to kind of take the, you know, take the torch and, and yeah. go, hey, this is what you can After do. Aftermarket, pay attention time. to us because our yeah. trucks are badass with all these great with parts the, on them. With the right parts yeah. on them, 100%. And I'm super excited for what's happening in Frontier. Yeah. You probably are a little more informed than I am, but I will the, say I'm incredibly excited Perfect. for the new Frontier. Yeah, How about that? I would love, I don't know. I don't know if, if you know, but uh, force induction is the way to go. I, I hope we see a, a peppy little turbocharged, you know, four, four cylinder. Home and uh, strangely quiet right now. Yeah, 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 whatever. Well, I'm not going to try to pry you too much, but uh, I'm standing yeah, here having a, having a beer at the uh, Four Wheeler Adventure Expo. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, I think the most exciting thing for us recently uh, has been the Gladiator, too. That, that thing is just, it's this perfect balance of. A little less Jeep, a little more truck, and it just works. I mean, we were out in, uh, at King of the Hammers just a few weeks ago and taking some people out on rides and that. We're doing 65, 70 miles an hour through, you know, yeah. Johnson Valley Chop, which is pretty can be pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, I could change the radio station, drink my coffee, and it's, it's just smooth. That truck just handles it. And when you put an Icon kit on it, it really comes to life. No, so let me ask you this, Jeremy. When you're a consumer, you're walking into your local uh, off-road shop, uh-huh. And you're, you're, you're faced with all the brands, all the major brands. And I see Icon up there with, with the top, top names. Why does my money go to Icon? How are you better? You could put all your different manufacturers out there in categories, right? But if you really look at, okay, uh, a race style, re- rebuildable, revalvable shock, you kind of cut all the other guys out and you've got your, your Icon, King, Fox, Radflow, and a couple other guys, right? Well, then you take that group and you go, okay, well, who makes an upper arm? Yeah. Everyone else falls off and Icon stands alone at the top. And I don't want to stop there. Who makes coil springs? Who makes leaf springs? Who makes all the bracketry to go on? Yeah, if the what idea is that better really suspension. Makes a front, yeah. to, front to back, top to bottom suspension system. Boom. I don't want to say nobody, but I will say Icon stands at the top of that, that list of people. And that's what really separates us Great from answer. X, Y, and Z. Uh, I hadn't thought about it that way before. Yeah, no, because yeah. what you don't want is a patchwork quilt. You don't want right. one, a, a shock that doesn't work with a spring or the spring doesn't work with the upper control arm and blah, blah, blah. 100%. And, and going back to you know the same thing we did with wheels is, is, is look, if you get Company X's coilover, Company Y's upper arm, and Company Z's you know rear leaf spring, you're getting this truck well, that's just unbalanced. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a rough ride. All the par- products could be the best in the world, but oh, if they 100%. haven't been developed to work together, 100%. you have a hodgepodge. Exactly. 100%. You hit on the head. So Icon really, you know, it's no joke. Our holistic engineering approach is a real deal thing. It's not just blown smoke and marketing smoke and mirrors. Uh, we get a vehicle in, you know, third gen Tacoma in stock form. We'll take it out to the dirt. We'll beat the living crap out of it. We find its weaknesses and the limit limiting factors, get it up on the lift. We develop a full suspension system front to back. Again, coilovers, upper arms, rear shocks, leaf springs, yada, 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 to give you the best bolt-on system that you can find. 
Um, and, and we like to think we do it at a fairly reasonable price considering all the R&D and all the back and forth. And you guys have some really beautiful machine parts as well. Oh, 100%. 100%. Now, what you, you just mentioned, um, leaf springs. You, you've never done leaf springs, correct? Uh, no, we've been doing leaf springs for, for a little bit now. So that'd be incorrect. So totally, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, that's polar opposite you are of what just, I said. just making so things up. We've actually, yeah, we've, we've been doing Ford Super Duty leaf springs for a long time, since, since the- Let me re-ask that. So your leaf spring line, that's really successful, Lightning is right? a liar, yeah. lying liar that lies. <laughs> uh, the, the leaf spring thing- Check the box that says lightning sucks. Uh, no, 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 no way. Yes, uh, yes way. <laughs> <laughs> but the this whole overland adventure market really kind of had us go back to the drawing board with leaf springs. So everything we used to do was just a more progressive leaf spring for your super duties and, and, and whatnot. But when we came to the market with a, a full replacement leaf pack for Tundra, Tacoma, and Ford Raptor, it's it's what we call our RXT multi-rate rear leaf spring. And it's basically a leaf spring that ships with an additional leaf and you can run it in three different configurations. Uh, basically a soft, mid, and a firm rate. And we did this specifically because of the Adventure Overland market. And we had guys doing a rooftop tent and a, and a slide system and a fridge and tools. Yeah, it's miserable when you don't have your rear leaf spring set up and you oh, start adding all that weight. 100%. Say, the Tacoma has, what, 900 pounds of payload? Uh -huh. And you're easily maxed out before your fat buddy gets in the front seat with oh, you. Oh, yeah. And, and don't talk about me that way. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a rough ride. So, so we went back and we said, okay, let's give one leaf pack that can fit 95% yeah. of these. It, it, it cracks me up that people don't realize that they're part of the payload. So if oh, you yeah. have two 200 pound guys, you literally only have 500 pounds of payload. A nice rooftop tent, 200 pounds. Oh yeah, you're so, there. So you're like, there. Where, where's the bacon going? <laughs> At the end of the day, you still gotta eat bacon on the trail and, and where your Dr. Pepper's going? Right. And your fridge weighs 50 pounds. I mean, it, you you run out of headroom on that real fast on a stock it, truck. It's amazing and in, in the, again, the adventure overland I hate to call it a scene, but but this whole thing that's bubbled up over the last few years has really made us go back and, and become a better company and offer better products and, and more robust products that kind of check all the boxes. Um, because it, up until a few years ago, it wasn't normal for guys to yeah. throw a thousand pounds Wait, out of yeah, the truck. So instead of just saying no, take that stuff off, which admittedly we, when this when this thing kind of first started happening, that was our answer. Well, take stuff off. A lot know, of people. Remove some weight. Yeah. And then we started getting looked at sideways, and, and yeah. we realized this is... This but I don't want to. Right. This Fix is, it. This is something we need to, rather than walk away from, we need to adapt and, and provide a, a product that, that meets the needs. So. All right. So if I wanted to go check out Icon, what's the website? IconVehicleDynamics.com. And where can we find you on social? On social, you can find us at, at IVD Suspension on Instagram and Facebook.com slash IVD Suspension on the Facebook. YouTube as well. All right. I'm heading there now. All right. Fantastic. Woo! Holman, is it true? Do we have the guys from Dirt Every Day? Nope. It's not true? That might be. But they're right here. Oh, they are here. Hey, guys. <laughs> What's Hi. up, dudes? Hi, everybody. How you doing? Great. How are you doing? You guys were the stars on the stage for quite a while. Dave has wicked dance moves. That's I all do. I can say. We saw, like, uh, <laughs> we saw so many people that... Uh, cared about you guys it was it made us a little sad inside <laughs> no it was really good we came out this is the first ever adventure expo four-wheeler four -wheeler. and the thing went off without a hitch there was tons of people here it was it's a cool show man yeah we're, we're pretty stoked on uh, on how it came out and you guys know, looking through you realize that we've had dave on more recently than we've had fred on fred was like episode two I think. Really? Yeah, where, where have you been, Fred? Uh, we're, we're pumping out videos every week, whether we want to or not. <laughs> yeah, so what's the schedule? I heard that there's going to be like a, a more uh, 
we're coming back faster at, schedule for yes, releases we are, we are going to be airing weekly we haven't been told exactly when, when but the starts. rumor is april-ish okay. um so there'll be 13 episodes in a row and in order to have 13 episodes in a row we need to film them we gotta work our butts off so, so we are filming every other week, and we're at episode nine right yep. now. Oh, you still got a ways to go then, huh? From November until May, we have been working, like, nonstop. One week on, one week off. That one week off, we're, like, organizing parts, buying vehicles, trying to figure out where we're going, getting permits, doing all this crazy stuff. So it's been nuts. How stressful is it? It's not stressful. No, no. It's just... It's still four-wheeling. Yeah, it's better than a real job. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But, I'm totally um, on board with you on th- but right it's there. Just, it's just a lot of stuff. It's a lot of juggling. We have a really good crew, though. We have a producer that's really good at finding locations and getting permits. We have a good camera crew that puts Who's up with... Who's doing the uh, storylines? Are you guys developing like what you want to do? Yeah. yeah, it's Fred and I still. It's still grassroots style there. Like He and I come up with all the dumb ideas. We usually come up with the places to take the dumb ideas, and then we try and run it by the producer and see if that's going to fly See or what not. sticks? Yeah. Well, no. we usually have about 25 or 30 ideas at the start, and we have to whittle them down to 12 or 13. And so it's more work trying to figure out which ones are the best ones of the group because we want to build all types of silly stuff. Yeah, and right now we're late in the season. We've, we're starting episode 9 and uh, it's nuts. We, we're, we're at episode nine, and we're, like, looking at our list of what we got to finish still, and we're like, what the hell were we thinking? Why did we say we would do this? Yeah, we have to build three trucks in the next three weeks, basically. Yeah, that's one a week. That's, that's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jeep pumps them out, like, one every two hours or something like that, or one every five minutes. I don't know. You should be able to do it. Yeah, piece of cake. How <laughs> often do you guys go toe-to-toe with the producers where you're obsessed with an idea, and they're like, no, absolutely not. Uh, not it doesn't really often. work that way. No? I mean, we've done... Like we've done over a hundred episodes now, and they dude, seem really, to, yeah. yeah, wow, that's hard to believe. That's crazy. Yes, our ninety, I think our ninety-eighth episode has aired, yeah. and so at the start of the season we'll be doing the first episode will be ninety-ninth, and we don't really celebrate it until our hundred and third. Like yeah, we that actually, seems, that seems legit. We did something fun for our hundred and third episode. It's going to be a good season. This season is going to be gnarly. Like. The shows have consecutively got better and better and better, I think. And this year is going to blow it off the charts. Can you what, give us any teasers? Say, what kind of stuff can we look forward uh, to? We go overseas for one, and we both got really sick. Yeah. yeah. Is that in the show? Yes. It might or might not be. <laughs> Did you get Montezuma's Revenge? What happened? We got Indonesia's Revenge. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but we like we build a truck on the trail in the winter and in Pennsylvania, where it's not known to be real warm. <laughs> yeah, we it's just nuts. Every one of them, we look back and we're like, "How did we pull that off?" We got four days to build a truck, and you usually got two two to three days to like wheel it. Because unlike a lot of shows, we do the build and the wheel like action adventure all in the same episode so we kind of we kind of like throw ourselves under the bus pretty much once a month i can't even imagine because us doing one of these stupid shows a week is hard i can't even imagine like these guys are gluttons for punishment i mean they're their job though man it's a good job to have we might have to stop for a second because there's a gentleman over here that wants you guys to sign his baby oh (laughs) not even joking fully well, you know, if you sign his forehead, he will uh, they'll never wash the baby ever again. No, this is really happening. Yeah, I swear I'm taking You're going a to have picture to sign right a baby. 
All right, Dave I'll, Chappelle. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'll draw some eyebrows on him. <laughs> Not Fred on Williams the baby. Are gonna be, uh, <laughs> on the clothing. Dirt every day, right across his neck tattoo. Words of advice as she grows up, so that she grows up into horsepower and full float axles. <laughs> I, that's a parenting decision, I think. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, that means you need to buy her a, like a Chevelle, like now. <laughs> <laughs> a Chappelle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we got All right, some Fred baby is signing, signing a baby. All right, so uh, we got Dave and Fred on the right sleeve of the baby's onesie. All right. And we need Holman's signature to dilute Was lightning he? signature. The, the, baby's, the baby is already crying and I haven't even started signing the baby yet. <laughs> I'm signing my name crookedly. All right, Lightning, you get to this make the baby. I've already, I've already signed her. <laughs> You've already happy. signed the baby? Yes, I signed her like an hour ago. Where were you? I, well, I, clearly I wasn't uh, in a place where I could sign a baby. Thanks, all, right. all right, hold on, hold on. We got to get a picture of all of us in the baby so people can believe that this actually happened. Wait, does that mean I made the big time guys? I was like, I've signed a baby? That was it. <laughs> We're all famous. Another <laughs> member of my little tiny army. <laughs> uh, sorry, so you guys have walked around the show a little bit, right? Is there anything here that kind of caught you by surprise or you were pretty impressed with? No, there, what's crazy is this, this show sort of catered to the Overland crowd, and sure. I don't see that very often. So it's really cool seeing all the Land Rovers, all the cool stuff that people are building that we're not used to seeing. You know, we kind of get stuck in this rut with Jeeps and full-size trucks and stuff like that. So seeing these dudes that are building Honda Civics and some crazy stuff with, like, these Land Rover uh, Discoveries, later model stuff, built with big tires, all this gear on them it's super cool i don't see it very often so it's kind of fun but is this stuff too posh for you guys because i mean let's be honest you're bougie. out there bougie. bougie no no i mean dave and i both would love to we have all, this we stuff. all say we want this <laughs> yeah. but we aren't willing to actually deal with the car payments and the fact of like trying to stop body yeah but well, and plus our fans don't really like they don't want to see us just pull in and like drop a paycheck down and build yeah a truck. i mean if like, you're trying to, to if you're trying to get america's youth involved in this off-road industry you got to keep it real you got to keep it like something that they can afford when they turn 16 right or you go get that big old lance camper and then you take that wheeling up in washington in those tight trails which you might see on an upcoming dirt every day yes oh, oh, oh. <laughs> look at we that say, we do, do want to say that next year we need an area that we can park a whole bunch of dirt everyday trucks yeah, so I know you're pretty big in this industry. Maybe you can find a, a spot. I can. Uh, in fact, I know a guy who has a big yard not being used in Azusa, California. No, we no, want a spot no, here. here. Oh, here? Oh, you want show. a dirt every day? Oh, yeah. we, I can make that happen. Yeah, easily. A corral. Yeah. Like a, corral. a dirt every day corral yes. at the Four Wheeler Adventure Expo? And a petting zoo. We okay. Want, we want goats. I, I'll, I'll give you the goats. land. You bring the goats. We'll get goats no, we and got alpacas. This covered. Don't worry. Goat yoga? Can we do goat yoga during yes, the day? it'll be goat yoga. Hey man, the world's your oyster. Yes. So of the nine episodes you've shot for this upcoming season, were any precarious where you thought you weren't going to escape? Meaning you're like, oh Eight man. <laughs> or, did, or did any of them also have poo water coming out of the vent when it flipped eight, over? We were like, oh, we're st we still got six more to do. Yeah. No, there, pretty much every episode we try to we try and outdo ourselves. Every time, you know, if, if we are comfortable, that episode's not going to be any good. So anytime you can get out of your comfort zone, you can put yourself in a situation, that's where it's at. And usually when we're in a situation, when the camera crew is getting nervous, like how are we going to get off this trail or get home, that's when Dave and I are finally in our happy zone. So, like, we love it when the wheel comes off because it's just more fun for us. I, I think that's part of the magic of the show. You're right. You're not just bolting parts on on new, new trucks. 
you're using them, you're abusing them, breaking them, repairing them. It's, it's real. So yeah. Fred was on episode three. So that's 110 episodes ago. And uh, Fred's episode is now uh, the number 10 best truck show podcast of all time. Really? It is. Pretty good. Where's my uh, tipping poo- over the yeah, motorhome one? The, the poo water so. one. I'm pulling it up right now. Not bad. You guys are, uh, let's see, uh, two, three, 14th of all time. That's pretty Who's good. That's not bad. Uh, okay, so the top 10 in order Friday, are uh, Roadkill's Mike Finnegan. It's the top 10 yeah. truck show podcast uh, of all time. Right, of all time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Fryburger is back. Uh, Roadkill's Fryburger. Jeez. <laughs> Huge HD episode with uh, PPEI Corey. Uh, Greg A. Loves Cummins. Uh, Mike Finnegan. The Gale episode. Badass Trucks You Can't Afford. Uh, YouTuber D-Max Rhino and Fred Williams from Dirt Every Day. Good job making the cut. The Diesel Brothers? We did. We, we did. We just had, had Heavy D on uh, what, two weeks ago. And I hear he's now the Electric Brothers? Uh, no, he's the Fuel Cell Brothers. Oh. That's Hydrogen. Hydrogen Brothers. Hydrogen Brothers. Nikola. Nikola. You guys should work with him to see how far you can take a hydrogen fuel cell truck underwater. Hmm. Or something. Yeah, underwater. <laughs> we're working in the air next season, yeah. so underwater is last you guys year. Are, you guys are done being about, wet and cold. Now it's time to Hydrogen Blimp. There you go. That's been work. done, sir. Uh, oh, that's this is a black and white movie you might, might want to see. <laughs> As it's running, it blows up a balloon that floats over obstacles. Exactly. I like that. Could All right, go Fred wrong. and I got to jump on a plane. We are headed to his his place. We're going to build a crazy truck in the next four days. Um, so we got to peel out, man. This is a good show, though. Thank All you. Right. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you making the time for us. And I know our audience loves you guys because obviously you're in the top 15 of all time, both of you. So can you can we do a longer one like at some Thanks, point when you're done filming? podcast. Uh, yeah, sure. Just come up to Fred's place and we'll, you can film us in the uh, garage building something. Nuts. There you go. Road trip to Fred's That's place. That's it. Up in Central California. We can do that. Done. Done, done, right, done. We'll even bring Fred pie. You're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Tim McGuire. So, Tim, you're walking around with a, a Storyteller Overland a shirt, and then I overheard the conversation. Sorry, I was drinking a beer, and I heard you talking <laughs> to your buddy over here, and you just bought the uh, the Overland. It's, it's based on a Mercedes, right? A Sprinter. Yeah, Sprinter. well, actually, you were in the parking lot rubbing up against it. It was really, really weird. <laughs> well, I mean, let's keep that Lightning, not us. him. <laughs> so, wait, and I heard you were over t- or saying that you just bought this. Number wait, one. Wait, wait, time out. Where's the beer? First off, <laughs> well, I that's this. a fair but question. We're burying the headline okay. here. Uh, yeah, my wife and I were jazz. We went to, to go look at a Winnebago Revel, and one of the guys said, no, these are coming out, and this is last May. And we took possession in October. We just hounded these people. We wanted one so bad. It was all-inclusive, and we've been taking it out. Colin, my wife and I are 60, and we've been taking it out once a month. And when you, when you say all-inclusive, what do you mean? Oh, uh, my gosh. Invection uh, cooktop, refrigerator, uh, double Murphy bed uh, fold up, workstations, bathroom, two showers, front and back. One of the showers drops down out of the uh, overhead wow. compartments. Where do you plan on taking it? Uh, let's see. We've been up uh, a little bit northern California, southern California. We're in Manhattan Beach, my wife and I. Uh, going to be going to uh, VanFest uh, 2020 in uh, Idaho in Do you June. have uh, the diesel in it? Yes, we do. Is yeah. it a four-wheel drive-in? Yes, it is. Wow, very yeah. cool. And if, so you were looking at a Winnebago prior to this? The Revel, but everything was so tight inside with the bathroom. This 
we have a cassette and that's also where the shower drops one of the two showers drops down into that cassette and you can just take the porta potty out and you have the flexibility of you can stay in hotels if you want yep. you can stay in the backcountry if you want yep. so if you need a hotel day on your trip no problem yep. and the van is a normal size vehicle so you can fit it wherever you want it to go you don't have to be wary of it being an rv size the van fits right in front of our house right where my i've got a chevy colorado zr2 oh look at you all right same smaller over yeah, here no kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, can we be friends yeah. <laughs> we already are oh look at that lighting's first friend just amazing. don't forget the beer <laughs> um, it, yeah it, it is absolutely amazing our grandkids love it that's gonna be the next thing because that one bench the, the groove lounge in there they call it the groove lounge folds down oh it's, it's tuck and roll type awesome. uh leather uh, bench in there it, it's so you guys are living your best it. you right now absolutely yeah and if, and if we have uh, guests it we don't want in the house we'll just stick them in there now don't tell me what you paid but can you tell me the range if someone was looking at something like this what can you tell is it a high and a low i, I they have this is a unique thing about uh, uh storyteller overland they're out of alabama again fourth generation company the young kid said i want to build this is the future and so they have a sticker and it's it's a no haggle 149 and with tax it came out to be about 163 and the CEO actually drove, they had an event here in Cal Southern California. He came to our house with the new one that's coming out and it's this white one and it's called the Beast Mode 2. <laughs> it's lifted up an inch and a half higher, swing out tire carriers, the toolboxes, everything. It was like Christmas waiting to get this thing last year and we've taken it every month and we just said, this is gonna be our life. You guys are just loving it. Absolutely love it. I mean, not that your life sucks because you live in Manhattan Beach, but... <laughs> no, but you know what? So, so Holman, you, for the last couple of weeks, you've been yep. talking about this particular event as not being like um, Off-Road Expo where it's, where it's about the vehicle. This is this about is the adventure. The, the adventure. This yeah. is the tool to get you yeah, on so, your adventure. So that, different than other events that you might go through that are just about the truck or about Baja or about the parts, this is about the lifestyle, all the things you can do with your vehicle. And that's what I love about this show. It's, it's just so much about... Uh, just the idea, the romanticism of what you could be out doing. That's it. I see a lot of younger people here, but it's also my wife oh my and I, I turned 60 in December, she in January, and it is the most fun second part of our life, and it's because of this, and we couldn't be more thrilled. Awesome. Couldn't be more thrilled. I mean, I feel like we are slowing him down right now by interviewing him. <laughs> he could be out doing something way better than this well, and enjoying an adventure. Well, I already a beer, so let's go. <laughs> right. but, but you hit it on the head. It is about... It's the journey. It's doing it together, and and that's my wife and I have always love loved hitting the road. And this is even just way nicer. Congratulations, <laughs> and I you hope guys. you guys get lots of uh, trouble-free miles and get it. Get I don't know. Get out of the city and go do some cool stuff. Thank you very much. All All right. Right. Have fun. Lightning Home and Truck Show podcast. We're inside the Costa Mesa Hall, I believe this is called. Correct. Yes, uh, building ten. All right. And we're joined by Lee Puckett. Is that correct? Correct. All right. And you are with Mercedes Benz. Yes, Mercedes Benz USA. Now, I'm already jealous and I don't even know what you do. Uh, <laughs> my technical title is key account manager for the after sales division. So Which means... We, we, yeah, we have no idea what that means. We just know that you're standing in front of an awesome four-wheel drive high roof sprinter. Whatever you do, I wanted to say that on my business card. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, technically, I oversee our RV industry, but that obviously that translates a little bit more over into what we're seeing here, which is the van life, right? So this is an area we're trying to explore uh, as a corporation a little bit, put our hand in the pot a little bit more intimately, not just be the mass manufacturer, but also, you know, be a little bit more active in this area and try to listen to our customers. Uh, similarly, maybe what you would see um, 
Jeep Wrangler doing. You see that they did some mods from the factory that benefited some of their upfitters. Sure. Maybe one day we see something like that. Sorry if I'm sorry if anyone from corporate hears this and they're like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Wink, uh, wink. Yes, I would, uh, I would love to see that. I would love to see us easier to work with with some of our upfitters. We see customers that love our product, absolute, um, you know, to the extreme and. We're the only manufacturer right now that makes a true 4x4 vehicle, um, and we can't give them away fast. Everything enough. else in your space is upfit 4x4, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, just for the the, the way that uh, the vehicle operates, it's it can go other places, uh, others can't, and um, that's just I guess where it, it can go where it fits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's weird. It's weird that you say that you're trying to be more in tune with your marketplace because your fans. Are well, I think, I think the when product. you look around the show, you see a lot of different van platforms. But Mercedes, ever since the the real sort of consumer like E series, which was sort of the stalwart in the overlanding space before, has gone away and is only chassis now. Seems like Sprinter has been the go-to van for the majority of people who are doing overland upfits now. Right, exactly. And as a mass manufacturer, we're never going to be in the uh, you know total upfit space. Yeah. It's just not niche of the that niche. Makes, exactly. It's not going to be something that makes sense. But can we? Can we transition or can we creep more towards that to make it easier? Can you add dual Absolute batteries or better wiring that allows for upfit? Or can you make the interior more readily acceptable to modules and things like that these guys are doing? Absolutely, so those guys like me that are out there that are working with parcel delivery, so like our partnership with Amazon, Amazon has a list of requirements. Yeah, your van goes and by my house about eight times a day because right. I see it on my ring camera. Exactly, so that guy's <laughs> advocating, oh, we want this, this, and this, and then I'm in this space saying we want this, this, and this. And obviously, you know, Daimler is a corporation, um, you know, everything only makes so much sense from an efficiency standpoint. So it depends on who the loudest voice is. And obviously, like I, my personal belief is, you know, when you have a cult-like following and people that really love your uh, love your product, embrace them. Like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We, we are trying to hit the the, the most tight-knit group of uh, you know places on a dartboard. Sure. But obviously, if we can uh, pivot that a little bit more. Well, those away. are all influencers. Those are what I like to call your yes. guerrilla marketers, yeah, very right? Very loud voices. Because they're going to go out and tell people that exactly. this van is going to do things that the average guy will never do, which means that it's going to be totally acceptable for whatever the average van uh, buyer might want. Exactly, and that's, that's exactly why I'm here this weekend and why you're going to see, so it, see us at Overland. Can we talk about the uniqueness of your four-wheel drive system? And a lot of people might not know that the Sprinter is available in four-wheel drive. Actually, a lot of questions today. I think a lot of people thought that, it, oh, it's just all-wheel drive. Nope, we have a transfer case. We have uh, independent locking differentials on the front and the back. It's Which been is insane, by the way. It is. I mean, that's uh, that's true. The big old G wagon. That's German engineering right there for <laughs> yeah. you. You know, for, I think that's really fortunate for us. I mean, that's and I think that's also, you know, a, a result of basically what's happening in the European market. Obviously, we get what Europe first comes out with, sure. and uh, we are very fortunate enough for them to say yes. It's. Uh, Yes, this is something we want to have in the USA market. Well, you know, when you need to get to your chateau in the Alps with 15 of your friends, uh, there's not, uh, there might not be a better van we, out we there have than a four-wheel drive you know, locked-up Mercedes. We have asked, um, hey, can you send in the, um, any Unimogs over? And uh, unfortunately, we haven't been successful in our lobbying just yet. Well, keep keep trying because there's a lot of us Unimog fans out now, there. Have there been some uh, upfits, accoutrement? As they say? <laughs> no, yes, as the Winnebago man once said. Where you've been <laughs> successful in lobbying uh, Daimler to add functionality for the upfitters, you personally, or your uh, team? Yeah, so the team, um, one of the things that we I think we champion the most is called our uh, programmable special module or PSM. It's really just like a blank, uh, it's a blank control unit that will allow an upfitter to tap into our system and essentially see engine speed, wheel speed, 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a way to be uh, engaged with Canvas without freaking out the rest of the car. Exactly, because what a lot of people like to do is let me see if I can tap that in, and uh, German electronics are yeah. are very uh, finicky. Finicky, yeah, yeah, and precise, and they don't so, like seeing a voltage drop so from this, something weird. But this was something that was around for a long time, and a lot of people just weren't using it because they weren't partnering with us, and we put the message out, hey, we have a way for you to look at our systems um, without disrupting it all, and we'll, awesome. we're, we're willing to teach you, and we're willing to write programs specifically for you, and, you, and you'd see that the most in the RV industry because they're also technically mass manufacturers as well, so their engineering team works with our engineering team, and we write code specifically for their unit because it can be completely 100% customizable. That, that, that's huge to be able to have the manufacturer really engage, and, and obviously the, the, the person that's going the route of RV, upfit, overlanding, van life, whatever you want to call it, there's different, obviously different levels, but the needs are completely different than the guy doing the Amazon deliveries. Yeah, absolutely, but you, we, we utilize PSM just the same for Amazon. They want things like we want the a buzzer to go off when you go over a certain speed, or we want to make sure that, that our driver is putting their seatbelt on so we could use that to send out signals. And we actually don't want a kitchenette or a daybed in the back for the Amazon yeah. driver. <laughs> exactly. Although these do live out of there, so maybe they need to do that. So we do, especially if you know, we, we have what's called master outfitters. These are people that we technically vet um, and say, yes, you qualify to meet our standards, and we want to have you as a partner. It's an application process, and we give them engineering guidelines to build by, whether they be high level or very intricate, and we, then we offer them a level of support, um, and we also work with some warrantable issues within that space. Hey, what if we need to take something that we put on out of the way because one of your components breaks? Sure. Yes, we will pay for that. And that's probably more of a peace of mind for the customer than it is for the upfitter, but it's a partnership at the end of the day, and that's what we want to have. We want to partner with the right um, upfitters to make a quality product for the customer, and they're happy with Mercedes-Benz, they're also happy with the upfitter. And, and well, real quick, and building off of the whole, uh, trying to kind of uh, feel the space out a little bit, you guys recently came out with a concept or a production preview of sort of a built uh, van. Was it the off the Metris or? It was, we were yeah. actually supposed to have it here this weekend. Okay. Unfortunately, our PR department pulled it from me at the last minute <laughs> because we wanted to make a couple things were not working correctly. We wanted to sure. uh, bring it back, but very similar to what's going on over there. So yes, we, again, that was another partnership uh, that we that we launched. So as you know, we, have, we do have the Marco Polo, which is a 100% factory uh, coming out in, in Europe. And we have asked for that. So I kind of take this as, you know, uh, a t uh, may not test, but the viability. We're going to partner with this company. Um, the people, you know, the market seems ripe for it. Yeah. People are, you know, seem to be getting away from the true RV into the overlanding space. Metris kind of hits that. So we found a great partner, uh, and now the Metris Weekender is coming out. And the and the basically the, the part where we come in, or the best part about that is orderable from a dealer. So you can go to the dealer. I want a Metris Weekender. We'll put the order in. It goes through all systems automatically. Metro's Weekender spits out at the end and comes straight back to the dealer. You pull out of the driveway, hang right, and go uh, just go wherever you want to go. Exactly. If I'm looking for a Sprinter, but I'm looking for an upfitted Sprinter, can I call Mercedes and will you recommend one, or do you say you're on your own? You can go to our site, upfitterportal.com, and we have listed out all of the uh, master master upfitters on the webpage, and we basically list it off by either trade or skill or by state or location. And so these are the people that have gone through your program that in a way are, are certified or, or at least have the blessing of the mothership to say, these are the ones that are going to do integrations that, that match our own philosophy. Exactly, exactly. And if you want to go and buy a, a Mercedes uh, van, what's the, uh, what's the website? 
um, mbvans.com. And that will help you find a dealer in your local area and also let you go through all the build-out process. I just want this one. Option. I just oh. want the one that's behind oh. us right here. No, this one you don't want because that one's like a limo. Yeah, no, I want seats. That. You can't that's sleep awesome. in it. I'll sleep in that. You're going to turn into a party van? Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, Holman, so we found ourselves standing in the Leatherman booth. Now, Tools. you wouldn't find this at other shows, but here at uh, the Four-Wheeler Adventure Expo. You got it right. Good I job. Got it, I got Good it right job. once, right? Leatherman. Now, I think many of us already own Leatherman tools. I usually carry Leatherman on me. But it's one of those ubiquitous things that we just all have. We don't really know the backstory to. Or what or, they offer now. Like I think you know they're the most badass pliers ever, but I haven't... I haven't had a chance to play with any of these new ones for a while. I know no, you have no, your no, new we, magnetic one. And, wait, wait, before right, we go right, any further, yes. are we here because we're going to try to talk about some free stuff? Absolutely. Okay, right, no, 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 no. This is a professional <laughs> interview about right. tools. Okay. All right, who do we have here? My name is Christian. I'm Christian? the Southwest uh, field marketing rep for Leatherman. Awesome. How long have you been there for? Uh, just over a year. I had my one-year anniversary on February 4th. Right on. Congrats. Congrats. Hey, thank you. So how's the show for you? show's been awesome. Uh, super steady flow of traffic. Uh, booth has been slammed the whole time, and we're blowing through our inventory. So Where were you before Leatherman? Uh, TomTom. GPS oh, GPS company. and navigation. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot of off-road experience, outdoorsman-y type stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I did a, did a little stint with Subaru as well. So There you go. Okay. I'm getting after it. All right, so now we're uh, we're talking tools. So walk us through some of the new things you have here. I haven't seen the magnetic one before. Is that brand new? The magnetic one is brand new, and that's uh, pretty much kind of what we're showing off here this weekend. So the idea with multi-tools in general for the last 35 years requires two hands open. They're super stiff when you first get them. Oh, yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of time to break them in. And the biggest thing is you've got to dig your fingernails in to get all the implements out. So a lot of people have a difficult time doing that. So with the Free Series, Free Series is magnetic. Uh, it's all one-handed access, and I don't need to use my fingernails anymore. Because we're using magnets, we were able to place the implements on the outside of the tool. Now I can use the meaty part of my thumb pop everything out so super easy uh, super convenient and again no more broken nails one-handed access that's awesome uh, can I play with this here let's this right so this is the free is that the name of it so the free series the is, free the, series. Uh, is the magnetic line and within the free series you've got a few different models so you've got a couple different plier models that being P so you've got the P2 and P4 P for plier likewise we've got the K series, uh, K for knife, so you can see a full-size knife, 3.3 inch blade. Wow, with some look at that, that thing's awesome. Handle. And then we've got a smaller little pocket tool as well, that'll be the T series. That's awesome, and then uh, the new magnetic free line here, I'm holding the free P2. This series has the uh, same exceptional Leatherman warranty as the rest of the lineup? It does, yep. Um, so our warranty, 25 years, you ever break anything on the tool, send it on in, we'll take care of it for you. And what's really cool is not only do we make everything right there in Portland, Oregon, uh, we actually source our steel here in the States as well. So high quality product with a great warranty to go along with it. And where do we go uh, on the website to find you guys? Uh, just go to www.leatherman.com. Or if you have a warranty uh, issue or question at all, you can go to leatherman.com slash warranty. Awesome. But I don't think, how could we be talking warranties? We don't I've, need I, one, I, clearly. Well, that's what I'm saying. I've, we've all owned several of them. I don't know anyone on the planet who's ever broken one or had one go bad. I mean, it, it's all made in Portland, Oregon, and the precision on a Leatherman tool is second to none. And it's always been that way. It's the Leatherman of Leathermans. You know what I mean? It's the top of... Uh, the top echelon, and everybody else is just a pale, cheap Chinese knockoff. Right, right. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to, to answer your question about the whole warranty thing, Leatherman, the whole idea, right, is to be prepared for the unexpected, right? So you never actually know what you're going to need your Leatherman for. Uh, so there are certain situations out there that, you know, you're, you're using tools in a way that, you know, may not necessarily be designed for. example, for. Uh, you lost your car keys and you need to shove one in the ignition and just drive <laughs> off of a car. You know, what are you borrowing? Again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So there are certain times when, uh, you know, for instance, somebody doesn't realize that we've got a pry bar on our tool, so they'll use our knife blade, <laughs> try to pry things, and they'll snap the blade. So a situation like that, you know, you ever break a blade on one of our tools, you send it on into us and we'll, uh, we'll either fix it or give you a new tool. All right, I'll be... Uh, Sending all of the tools Lightning has broken over the past uh, several about years. It? I did from not know. Use. Look at this. He owned, they make scissors right here. EMT shears. So these are EMT shears. They fold up. Uh, so you can see these are really powerful, really durable shears. They'll A lot of leverage. You can see where the uh, fulcrum is on there. Yeah. They'll cut through most materials like butter, but not only do you have the shears, you've got a soft metal ring cutter, so I can use it to pop rings off. Dude, I could have used that with my wife, got her, her uh, wedding ring, she was pregnant, and she put her wedding ring on to go to a party. We had to go to the fire department, and they had a little circular, like a miniature saw blade that they it hooked under her ring, and they sawed it off and destroyed the ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got that built into these shears right here. Uh, additionally, you've got an oxygen tank wrench, seatbelt cutter, carbide tip for breaking glass. The handles are glass-filled nylon, so autoclave is perfectly fine with them. And they come with a holster. Um, so you can holster them fully deployed, fold it up, or you've got a pocket clip, so you actually have three carrying options awesome. within these shears. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. It's amazing. How many iterations did you go through, does Leatherman go to, before they arrive on the final product like these, these shears? I, I guess it varies from tool to tool. I mean, there have certainly been tools out there that have been in the making for years. Um, you know, like with the Free Series, I know they spent several years just trying to come up with the design and, you know, from there, how are we going to, you know, make this happen and how are we going to make it more fluid and is this realistic and what tools can we incorporate into each or what implements can we incorporate into each tool. So we've got some really amazing, really talented engineers up there in Portland, uh, really awesome team. and, and uh, you can see it. They do some really, really great work, and high quality goes into every single piece of our uh, of our tools. Awesome, Christian. Appreciate your time, yeah. man. This is uh, this is great. Checking out the new Leathermans. If you guys want this to, this one uh, fell off the table and it into my pocket. Oh, uh, well, uh, sir, sir, <laughs> sir. Uh, you'll have Security. to go. Just like everybody else, you have to go to Leatherman.com. Ah, oh, boo! <laughs> All right, so we found ourselves in the Exploration Outfitters booth. Just oogling is it ogling or oogling i can never uh, remember i think we went through that and we can figure it out i'm going with uh i'm going with oogling oogling i like oogling it sounds better so we're oogling over these uh these, these trailers that are the patriot campers behind us yeah, so this we just came out of leatherman yeah and this is the leatherman of camper trailers i, now, I would agree with that tell us about these your name is matt my name is matt so i'm the owner of exploration outfitters um we're the u.s distributor for patriot campers very cool um, and then we also have a full custom truck and jeep shop and, and the whole nine yards um, but so we're here with two different models we have four models total of the trailer and we've got the x1 and the x1h it's a hard lid on display here and we've also got our PCOR um, systems, so the tray and canopy systems uh, on the back of a Gladiator that you can see here at the show as well. Awesome. So where are you guys out of? We are out of southern Oklahoma, about an hour north of Dallas. So that was a drive to get out here. This is the <laughs> first time in history that we have not had to drive across the world 
<laughs> to get somewhere. So we actually flew out, and these are customers' trailers oh, that, oh, so nice. okay, that we got to Smart. use. Now, how did you get to be the exclusive distributor of Patriot Trailers? And we, so we met the owners of Patriot at uh, Overland Expo in 2017, and I had been a fan, like following them on social and stuff like that before, and it was, they had just come to the U.S. for the first time to show stuff off, and they were, I think, figured out pretty quickly that there was a demand for this level of quality in, in the trailers. Where are they from? They're from Australia. So okay. made it, still made 100% in Australia. We have, uh, by the way, our uh, third biggest country of listeners is Australia. Awesome. So shout out to all the Aussies out there. Uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know I have an unnatural uh, fascination with Australians. I love you all. It makes me a little Mates. uncomfortable, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was drawn to this booth for a reason, and I thought it was Matt's beard. But it turned out it was his Australian uh, trailers. Yeah, sometimes it'll be 50-50. Yeah, sometimes yeah, okay, it right, will right. be the attraction, to, the beard-to-beard yeah. beard attraction, but not not this time. It's no. the Aussie. <laughs> yeah, so we ended up meeting and kind of hit things off, and, and it basically just all the cards fell into place, and we were able to to, to give it a shot and, and really didn't know what to expect, and it's worked out really well. People, like the demand for the trailers, we almost never get a trailer physically here that's not sold already. So tra- trailers end up being pretty popular in Australia because there aren't as many, like, you can't lift your vehicle as high. And there's a lot more exactly. regulations, so people live out of their trailers more than maybe we have lifted vehicles and, you know, overall heights that you couldn't do in Australia. Exactly. Uh, what what makes the Patriot Campers trailers so special in, in, in the quality? What stands out against the competition? Because there's a gazillion trailer people out there. Yeah, I mean, why were you following them on social? Why were you a fan, personally? At the time, there was nothing on the market that had the same level of features like the the you know a lot of the companies at the time and even still today you'd build a box and throw a bunch of stuff in the box find a tent that bolted to the box and then that was the trailer right um and patriots design philosophy has always been build the entire trailer around what we need right so the tent is manufactured specifically for the trailer. All of the components are manufactured specific for the trailer versus kind of just fitting everything together. Um, and then the quality. And, of course, like it's Australia. Everybody, you think of Australia, you think of hardcore wheeling. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So you kind of get a prestige level. Severe environments. If it's going to yeah. do good, well there, it's going to do well here. Yeah, absolutely. And so how customizable are they? And because they're Australian, does that make them wicked expensive? So there is a, a small level of customization that you can do. We've got some options and packages that kind of tweak it to, you know, somebody's needs. Um, price range-wise, we start in the $30,000 range, and then it goes up from there depending on model. So they're on the high end of the pricing spectrum, but when you actually see one in person and touch and feel, you kind of realize why. And the, do they come complete at that price point? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, stove and electric and all that kind exactly, of stuff? Exactly, yeah. So it's it's not, uh, they're pretty well ready to go camping when you pick them up. Could you, in theory, just bring a duffel bag and some propane, connect it, hitch it, and go? Oh, yeah, we have people do that all the time, literally. Like, we have people do that all the time. They stop by the grocery store on their way out of town and have a big adventure on the way. So, And we've set it up once we started selling them here to where they're financeable. You can actually finance one the same as an RV, so up to 20 years at some banks. So it really, I mean, it's a long time, but it brings that into the realm where you can make a payment on it and afford it, you know. So, yeah. so what's the uh, chassis suspension on the trailers? All of the chassis are hot dip galvanized steel. 
And then all of the chassis are independent suspension, which is like a, a trailing arm, basically. Sure. And then you have an option for either coil sprung with dual shock or air ride with dual shock. So the air ride, of course, you get the benefit off-road, but when you get to camp, you can actually also level. Oh, side to side, side because they're independent. Control, That's awesome. Which is... Sounds, Huge when it doesn't you, sound like a big deal until yeah. you're sitting, you know, on Well, the when you get into a camp spot that is 40 feet by 10 feet, and it is what it is, yep. and you have no choice, and you're like, oh, man, this camp spot sucks. And you're, I'm, you're roll, either, I'm rolling, rolling over. Right all the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the blood's running. I hate rolling on the hole, and it sucks every time. I, try, I was using them as a pillow for a while, and then it started to smell. And I was like, eh. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if people want to go to Exploration Outfitters, uh, where do they go on the website and social to follow you guys? Yep, so explorationoutfitters.com, uh, and then... Instagram or just exploration underscore outfitters and then same thing on Facebook. Right on brother. Alright, appreciate your time and uh, hopefully you're having a good show. Yeah, thank y'all. Congrats on the success. Thank you. Holman, can I stop and get a uh, chocolate covered ice cream cone? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You want that for breakfast? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> How is it working inside of an ice cream cone is what I want to ask this guy. <laughs> you should. <laughs> hey look, there's a giant pretzel. Yeah. I love fair food. Hey, I'm just walking around and smelling all the smells and and it's, it's nice to be outdoors where I don't smell you all the time. It's, uh, it's great. No, you're the one with the bad smells. Well, i got to say, we scored the weather today. It is beautiful. A couple little clouds. So your name's Stan. How you doing? Lightning Home and Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? Beautiful pop-up camper right here. I'm very impressed. Love the whole rig and camper setup. Tell us the backstory. So our company has four-wheel pop-up campers. We've been around since 1972. So long history of building aluminum frame traditionally slide in truck campers big trucks little trucks short bed long bed tacoma ford f-350 whatever you want we've built something for it we're branching out over the years and adding more product so in addition to slide in units we have flatbed units we have now we have a new line toppers pop-up camper that bolts to the bed rails of the truck super lightweight about 400 pounds and they start around nine grand Okay. Now, you sure. guys have been, like you said, doing this since 1972. I think uh, on the four-wheeler side, we've had a chance to uh, have your have your product and, and experience your product. Probably the last time that I was in one of these and went camping was probably maybe 15 years ago, and I can't even believe just how far technology has gone and all the different features you have added to the product since then. Yeah. So if people are used to maybe four-wheel pop-up campers from a decade or more ago, Maybe walk through some of the things that you guys do now in response to how the industry's changed. Um, customers are asking for more, more features and more options than they used to. 20 years ago, they would get a sink, a stove, an ice box, and a couch and go camping. Like they didn't want anything inside. Now they want 32 USB ports. Yep, <laughs> USBs and lithium battery packs and, and dual solars. <laughs> Our customers are still not a traditional RV customer. They want to get off the grid. They want to go out in the Death Valley and Baja and Utah and Canyonlands, and they want to get away from people typically, but they need a good four-wheel drive truck to do that. So they can't get out there in a motorhome. It's not, it's not going to happen. So they'll buy a capable four-wheel drive truck, figure out what kind of camper that we have that fits it. They'll pick their options and their colors. We'll build it for them, and then we'll put it on the truck, and off they go. So are all of the pop-up campers customized? Yeah. Or are, so I can't just buy, you don't sell off-the-shelf pop-ups. A few of our dealers stock campers, and in, in, we have a Northern California showroom and Southern California showroom. A couple units here and there, but most everything we prefer, custom-built, for your truck right options, right color, right fit. 
And, and you guys have some uh, exceptional customer service. Uh, you may remember our friend Neil, who uh, we ran into in the middle of a Cerro Gordo, uh, I mean, a couple years ago, where his turnbuckles had, had loosened up, and we found him in the trail, and he was stuck in his Tacoma, and his camper had slid off the back. And so we, the four-wheeler team, we were on four-wheeler of the year. All of us got there, we got it lifted, and put it back in the bed and he took it straight to you guys and there was very minimal damage because of it being an aluminum frame but you guys hooked him up and fixed everything and made sure that he had things tight and everything was installed correctly yeah. and uh, that was one of horrible know, stories but at the same time <laughs> great stories yeah so that the camper can fall off the truck right uh, and like but be, almost no it, damage yeah put it back on you got some replace some trim and keep on rolling yeah yeah and he's still using that thing we uh, we stayed in touch with him over the years and so I, I watch him on uh, social and he's still out exploring and just yeah. loves that thing he and, was in our shop last week getting repairs okay right so on, what's yeah. the differentiator your company versus another brand um we do what we do like we're kind of beat to our own drum we just do really well at what we do and we try not to do everything we can't be everything to everybody but we build just around durability, utility, lightweight, and low profile. They're built to last. And you guys are the OGs. I yep. mean, the, the reality is, is that I remember all the off-road shows. There was maybe one or two companies that were doing anything in, really in this space. And now, obviously, it's exploded. Yeah. But I would imagine that your, your years of uh, building these things, you have a pretty good R&D history already because you know what works and what doesn't. Yeah, we stay true to that. So how do you get the lightweights? So I had an RV and the wood was not wood, it was junk. And I paid a pretty penny for it. It was lightweight. Everything was done in, in the name of saving weight. How do you have the durability and save the weight? Mm, aluminum siding, a one piece aluminum roof, and a welded aluminum frame. So there's no dry rot. There's not much wood in the camper other than the kitchen cabinets. You don't have to worry about like OSB or particle board or press wood or any of that stuff. They're just, everything's built to wiggle and jiggle and twist and turn. And as long as you keep your turnbuckles tight, yeah. you're, you're good. Check those things and just rock and roll. You can go out and to Death Valley. And that's just regular maintenance of uh, like anything. You know, maintenance Yeah. And if you're wheeling it out there in Death Valley on the washboard roads, like it beats the tar out of your truck and your camper. You just got to do your maintenance. Yeah. And the cool thing about these is low profile. You've got a vertical pop-up to give you the headroom in there. Um, but when it's down, it, it doesn't create much a much bigger profile than it normally would stock. Yeah, rel relatively lightweight, narrow, and low profile. So if your truck can fit on the trail, your camper can come with you. So where do people find you online? Fourwheelcampers.com. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so you got the phrase that pays. You won the Truck Show Podcast shirt. What's your name? I sure did. My name's Max Schultz. Max, congratulations. Can you recite it for us? I can. It's the crow squawks as the turtle turns its head at midnight. Yeah! <laughs> Check it out. I thought nobody was going to get that. Ridiculous. But they did. That's yeah, awesome. Did. So so you must be a long-time listener, right? I'm actually not. I'm a recent listener. Oh. I, I think I found the podcast around like 100. Okay. And I'm making my way through the back episodes. I think I'm up to into the 20s oh, right we'll now. We'll apologize for that right now. Sorry. Yeah, I'll yeah. put you through that. <laughs> the new no. ones are definitely better. No. no, they're all bad. They're all bad, but I mean, just better. Hey, you know, I've, I've, I've enjoyed all of them to this point and uh, appreciate the information you guys bring on, the industry insiders. It's Have really you learned cool. anything? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I learned that Mike Finnegan was actually kind of just floating in the universe before <laughs> uh, he got his, his big break yeah. with Motor Trend. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff. I love the Gail Banks episodes. I think I'm on the Jerry Zayden from Camberg episode okay, right yeah. now. So Very good. Just hearing about what people are up to and I think what the, how they got their start is the most interesting thing to me. So uh, what do you do? Are you a, a, a truck guy for your job? Do you drive a lot? I'm not a truck guy for my job. I actually own a small real estate company with one other partner. I am in the car a lot, so we're in different markets throughout the U.S. looking at properties, and I've got a lot of seat time to listen to podcasts. So, awesome. are you are you flipping houses? Is that what you do, or what? We own mostly commercial properties, so industrial buildings, apartment buildings, um, you know, things where do you buy them distressed and then fix them up, or you just yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do that. There's not a lot of that left in the market right now, as you can imagine. Everyone's yeah. kind of a little it's, hot it's, right it's, now. It's hot for sure. Interest rates dropping again. Exactly. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we're finding deals kind of all over and, and just chasing it. We own in Long Beach here. That's why I'm out here right now. Nice. Um, you know, so Wisconsin. Where do you Illinois. hail from? I actually moved out here in October. Okay. But I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All right. So, Best so, beer and cheese around right yeah. there. But, 100%. but you Broadwards. upgraded when it came to, to climate. Uh, I would be wearing a jacket and uh, <laughs> gloves and the whole nine yards right now, for sure. Yeah. All right, Max, what is your, uh, what's your Instagram so we can tag the picture we just took? It's Mr. Max Schultz, M-R Max Schultz. So right. I follow, I think, both of you guys. So right on. Just, well, well, we appreciate that. What jingle do you like the most and what jingle do you uh, detest and you can't skip through it fast oh, enough? Oh, man, the jingle I like the most is kind of that ZZ Top-esque. Oh, yeah. Um, Innovator Motorator? Yeah. 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 Um, is it? Yeah, it is yeah, that it one. Is. You're uh-huh. right. Yep. Okay. And then I don't know. Detest. The you don't have to detest which, which, any. Hold on. Which was the one that you absolutely were like, I don't know if I can continue with the show, but then you did. The parts department one. The first time I listened to the jingles, you know, totally threw me off. <laughs> totally threw me off. I was like, what is this? And then as I listened to more and more episodes, now I'll they admit, became endearing, my right? My girlfriend catches me singing uh. them. You know, it does happen on occasion. We'll be cruising on the road and I'll sing along as you guys come on. But uh, it's, So you don't have any kids? No kids. Why did the kids seem to pick up on them the fastest? Yeah. I would imagine, yeah, absolutely. Like if I had a little son, you know, I think you'd love it for sure. Yeah. There, they do strike you. You don't see them coming. You're like, why are they doing a jingle? Like, can't they just yeah. do the segment? No. But, well, that's why know. we're different. You know, yeah, we're, we're, different. we're not two dudes in our mom's basement just uh, making podcasts. But that comes from your radio days, too, right? I mean, that's kind of where you got those ideas. Listen, I'm clearly not a radio guy, and I'm not done with who I chose my partner to be. So uh, there's, oh, there, there, there's a, there, yeah, there, there was, uh, there's some uh, strategy, uh, strategery behind uh, this I needed some long term, some uh, uh, a lot of truck knowledge, and I didn't have it. So I tapped into Mr. Holman here, who had been around. You know, I a radio trucks. guy with audio yep. production, and here we are. It's a perfect match. Oh, well, we, we should leave it right there. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. <laughs> Take care, guys. All right, Holman, we found ourselves back in the Costa Mesa Hall here at the Four Wheeler Adventure Expo. Yes, we did. Oh, you got it right. Good job. I did once. <laughs> we got uh, Tiger LeBron here from uh, Quigley. So Quigley does four by four van conversions. Yeah, yeah, we're out here. We have two vans out here. We have a Chevy with a two eight Duramax, and we have a Transit with a three five. Ego boost that. So, so how does the uh, Chevy do with the uh, with the little two eight in it? Oh, that thing is actually awesome. It's a little slow off the start, but once you get rolling with that eight speed transmission, it just goes. I, I've actually towed a car trailer with my son's Jeep on it, and I'm out in the highway. You can pass it. It'll pick up. It'll go. It, it gets, you know, 17, 18 miles per gallon. It's really not bad. That's not bad at all. Bone stock as far as uh, under the hood. Oh yeah, under the hood. We do, Quickly doesn't do any engine modifications. We're just four wheel drive or drivetrain. So what are your most popular van conversions? I know that you guys have done a whole bunch of different platforms in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the more famous, more famously the um, the Fords, you've Nissan done the Chevys, Nissan NVs. 
Uh, years ago, Econoline and Ford was always our bread and butter. It was always way up here. We even did uh, F450s before 99. We did the okay. 10 lug 450s. Um, but when Ford withdrew the Econolines, we actually had a change in Quigley's history. We sold more Chevys than Fords. Oh, interesting. Yes, but now that uh, the Transits are going and they're familiar with them, it, it's come back up. But the Chevys, they're holding their own. They're all staying about the same. We do, we really love the Nissan, but the Nissans just aren't well known. You know, yeah. people still it's think of it. It's a great band, body as a, big V8. Yeah, they think of it as an import. Yeah. But it, it actually is made in Mississippi. Yep. They and can't. it's a it's a real big boxy frame, big A arms, nice suspension. Once you get somebody in it, sometimes we have to get a person in, it and they're like, "Wow, this is really nice. It's roomy. Yeah. There's no dog box at your feet. It's got." And they're a nice to hood. drive too. They are. They. I've had one personally out in Moab. We put a two inch. I remember lift, that. And I could fit thirty fives on it. And that, that wasn't a sw solid axle swap. You guys no, actually used like the uh, the Titan XD. Oh, we used some of the Titan yeah. stuff and some of the AAM stuff. Okay. And uh, but the wheel wells on those factory are 37 inches, so you so know you, you can stuff tire. a 35 inch tire on there and you can just go. Have you had a customer almost sign a deal with another make and then you converted them over to an Nissan? Um, I had a couple, but I'll tell you what I had more of is I had people that were always Ford guys. I can think of a couple of them. They had the 73 diesels, they oh, yeah. had the six O's, and they wanted another diesel. And I put them in the Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh my word. And the one guy I saw him about a year later, he said, my wife loves this thing. This independent, it rides so nice, it's unbelievable. So he he, he actually fell in love with it, converted him more from a Ford to a Chevy guy. So Quigley's been around for a long time. What's sort of the history of the company? Oh, it's this year being 2020, it is actually 54 years old. Wow. 54, 54 years old. Yeah, we had our 50th anniversary in 2016. Do you still put the Quigley 4x4 badges on the yes, side? Yes, yes. They've changed over the years from a couple different designs. Sure. But you have one in the back door, one in each side. Um, Bill Quigley started it, I'm going to say in 66. It was Bill Quigley's auto sales. So now it's on its third generation. It went wow. to his son, Mike Quigley, and now it's to Mike's daughter, Angie Quigley, and Todd Quigley. It's amazing. Is, yeah, it's, it's, it's So it was not started as, you said, auto sales. So it was not what the company that we know today. Like, it was, an, it was just he a sideline? Yeah, he would do... He worked at a Chevy dealership, a thing called Emmerich, and but he, Bill Quigley was a true salesman. He loved to sell. So he sold to campers and, you know, anything he could sell, accessories, toppers for trucks and cars. But his son, Mike Quigley, got out of the service. He was in, uh, he was a Marine in Vietnam. And people in this, you know, in the late 60s and early 70s, all the hippie craze with the vans and all that. And he said, hey, can you put four driving us? You know, we get stuck out in the campgrounds. He's like, oh, yeah, I could probably do that. Because Mike <laughs> Wigley was in the motor pool in the Marines working okay. on, like, the Mighty Mites and Yeah, whatever. so they were fixing all sorts oh, of yeah. stuff. So it just became this little shop doing a couple here and a couple there. It was like a, a mom and pop shop doing it. But honestly, in the 90s, in the early 90s, 92, 93, because I had started there in 92, all the electronics started changing. The ABS came about, oh, yeah. and you couldn't get ABS on a straight axle. ABS was just, you know, something you put in a, a cars, and that, but the van started coming in it with the independent suspension. And uh, we were still using straight axle. Mike quickly developed his own, you know, ABS tone rings, his own sensors that fit on the 44s and the 60s. And we really didn't have a plug and play until 99 when Ford came out with the, the new Super Duty. You know, in 99, they went to the metric bolt pattern and it had ABS. 
but till then it was all developed, you know, in-house. And the electronic transmissions and the shifting sure. and, and it just, Man, that we just took off. Think about all the things that have changed, not only what you guys are doing, but the industry that has changed around you that you've had to adapt. Oh yeah. Here you are putting solid axle swaps in, and all of a sudden now you need ABS, and all of a sudden there's electronic stability control and yeah. transmission, oh, and all that stuff. It is true, it, it just, I mean, it, we, we joke about it. Back in the day, you just put a shifter up through the floor in a rubber boot. It's like, yeah, let's go yeah, forward. Good. <laughs> and then it's a light and a dash. And exactly what you said, now we got to deal with roll control, stability control. You got to deal with, everything's tied together. This electronic speedometer, the ABS, the brakes, everything. It's everything reacts to everything, especially when you go into low range. You go yeah. into low range and the computer goes, whoa, what's oh, going on? Yeah. Why is this going fast and this is going slow and your RPMs are way up here? Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's a lot of change. So what goes in into a typical 4x4 conversion today. For somebody who doesn't know, if you get a Chevy van and you go to Quigley and you say, I want this to be four-wheel drive, what's the next steps from there? Um, usually we refer them to a dealer because everything we do is new and untitled. Just because the some of the market has changed, we have opened up the banks to pre-owned, but it's it's you have to go on our website. It's just a certain certain one there. You know, it, we only go back to like, uh, I'm gonna say 2016. It has to be a certain way, but most of what we get is new and untitled comes from the factory. You go to the dealer, you order it, you tell them what you want, and then the, the factory builds it, and they ship it to us, what's called ship through. We build it, and then we put it back in their system, and it shows up at the dealer, four-wheel drive, oh, looks factory, looks, you know, we cover our warranty, Ford, GM, and Nissan cover their warranty, so it's more like a factory build. Wow, that's amazing, and are you doing more IFS now, or are you still doing some of the solid axle uh, swaps? We haven't totally stopped solid axle because we still do the E450s, the okay. bigger cutaway chassis with a dual wheel, because they still build the Econline, yeah. but only in a 450. So we do a lot of ambulances, we do the mini school buses, we do the motorhomes, okay. and everything else is IFS. Everything else, the, the Transits are IFS, the Chevys are now IFS, and the Nissans. Now the Transits come from us with two inches of lift because we need the clearance. Yeah. And it's like F-150 components, an F-150 front differential, an axle shaz, and IEDs, uh, I use the, the auto hub blocks, the yeah, vacuum okay. hub blocks. And then the Chevy is everything you would get in a Chevy truck, the nine and a quarter front, the Chevy axle shaft. We try to keep it factory just so that when you go to the dealers, recognize it. Just freak anybody else yeah. out. They yeah. get now, the parts, they understand yeah. it. Now there are some instances where we just can't do it and we'll have to go to a manufacturer like Magna and get a specific transfer case we need or whatnot. But most of them today are independent. There's a few people <laughs> that we do straight axles for, but it's strictly off-road. Yeah. It's just for like what they do in their business. They don't take them Got on the road. So uh, how much does the uh, four-wheel drive conversion typically run a customer? Well, it depends on your model, your engine, your transmission, but anywhere between twelve dollars and $14,000 no, on the top of the van. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not and bad And you get a full warranty. We match the factory warranty. Um, it comes through with, you know, whatever tires it comes in on, it goes out with, except for except for the cutaways, they get a 17. So oh, they yeah. go from a 16-inch wheel to a 17 because the brakes are so massively big on that Dana 60 axle, the 16s won't fit yeah. around. Surprised you're not going up to 20s. Oh, well, if they were tested, well, you know, we might do it, but these people aren't interested in tires and wheels. You know, they're they're ambulance builders and campers. I see. <laughs> they don't want all that fancy bling. So where can we find out more about Quigley Online? Oh yeah, you can go to quigley4x4.com. Yeah, it, just, you know, Google search Quigley and you'll find us. 
Awesome. Uh, any new uh, band plans for the coming year we should uh, keep our eyes peeled for? Well, right now, this year is probably going to be a little slow for us just because everything is new. Yeah. we got so many prototypes. The new transits have changed. They don't look like a lot changed, but the undercarriage changed, the A-arms changed. There's some different engine and transmission combinations. Uh, the all-wheel drive did come out, which we're retrofitting with some upgrades, just, you know, to keep in the ball, to keep us in the game. Uh, the Chevy is now, we're waiting for the 6.6. Six, six, six. They're coming yep. out with 6.6 yeah, the six gas. gas. They're yep. putting that in the van. And the Ford's getting the uh, 450 gets the new 7.3 gas. 7.3, I just got to last week before oh, I left. Such they a sweet sound engine. good. They, oh, they sound like they got a, a Flowmaster. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. so we, we have those. Um, the 10 the speed transmissions are in the, the transits. And we have, uh, I think, a new seven-speed and a Nissan. So all around, we got a lot of new builds. I think we have, uh, last count, I think we had 11 demos and prototypes going on in the shop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How many vans would you say you guys have converted over the years? Uh, we're probably around 36,000. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I guess I know where I'm going if I want a four-wheel drive van. <laughs> yeah, it keeps us pretty busy. You know, a busy month, we're doing 100. A slow month, we're maybe doing 55 or 60. Wow. Yeah, invite anybody. They want a van or enter some van. They just want to come to Quigley's. We're located in Pennsylvania. We give one to two tours a week because sometimes we're on seven continents and we get people say, "Well, before I buy this, I want to see what I'm getting," and we constantly give tours to the shop. Awesome. And what we get is people come in and they look around. And they go, "I had no idea. I thought it was a two bay garage. <laughs> You're putting a couple of vans out, and they walk into this manufacturing facility. You know, 150,000 square feet. And we got 18 lifts, and we go." bays and we got machine shop and and we got material hand we need to add this to our road trip list by the way definitely you definitely need to stop love to come up sometime. Yep. all right appreciate pennsylvania on the docket all right we'll, we'll add it to the agenda thanks, all right, thanks a lot appreciate guys it. we really appreciate it well homan we had a guest he just walked away i don't know what happened here i think he threw his coffee away oh is that what happened yeah he's coming back look wait okay look behind you jerry zayden from hamburg in the house how you doing i'm doing great so tell us about your experience here at uh, four-wheeler adventure expo yeah, so first year of this new show, it's pretty cool. Um, definitely a totally different crowd than some of the expos we're used to going to. Um, definitely more legit crowd. These guys are into their trucks and into accessorizing them for real off-road use. And not just the really go fast Baja pre-runner stuff, but you know, the tents and the cooking and the photography and the mounts and the lights and How to winches. get your bike, your motorcycle out there, now, all that now, kind of stuff. Now, is this a little humbling? Because you go to Off-Road Expo and you're a rock star out there. You're like, hey, what's up? And out here, you're a little, you're known, but you're not. You're not the Overland guy. You're not top or, of mind. Or the lifestyle so, guy necessarily. Tell me about the customer that just came up to you a little bit ago. About and how are you winning them over into uh, buying lots and lots of Camberg product? I'm trying to win them over still. <laughs> All right. Trying. No, so these guys are pretty cool. They've heard of Camberg. They know the brand. They know the suspension. And it's actually pretty funny because we have Taco Dust over here, this Toyota Tacoma. And, I mean, just imagine, like, hold your hand up, right? Like, you know, block, yep. block the tent. Yep, there it's it is. It's a badass pre-runner. You put the tent. Whoa, look at that the overlander. Overlander, right, exactly. <laughs> so it's... Uh, Car camping. Yeah, they, they know who we are. But it's definitely interesting because uh, I'm also Jeeps only. I own Jeeps only page. And I'm seeing a lot of people out here who they're always tagging the Jeep page with their Overland Jeep, right? And these guys have like, you know, 20 to 50,000 Instagram followers. They're a Overland influencer and they're, you know, into cooking or making coffee or doing something on the trails, kind of their, their thing. 
and people are going up. I'm watching these guys. It kind of feels like I'm at a race where someone's like, hey, let me get a picture with you. And yeah. I'm standing here and even happened in the booth yesterday with Jason Denny from Rigged. He's Taco Dust. Someone comes up to him like, hey, man, finally stoked to me. Let me get a picture with you. I'm like, look, dude, you're a rock star. You know, you're getting- uh, We signed a person's baby yesterday. No lie. Yeah, that's so pretty that's cool. Pretty I weird. saw that on your Instagram page. <laughs> so that's how we know our our, uh, our careers have jumped the shark. We're signing people's children. Yeah, no, I, there's no jump the shark. We're freaking rock stars now. We're is that Jerry, what it is? We're Jerry Zane hey. from Gamberg now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely pretty funny. Yeah, Jerry, like, how many babies did you sign this weekend? <laughs> this weekend, none. But when I raced down in Baja. Uh, definitely people like you're sitting in your race truck and they hand you their baby and you're like, <laughs> why are you handing me your baby? And then they hand you a Sharpie and you're like, what do you want what me to do? do? And they literally... So you draw a mustache point, on them, right? Is that? I, I actually did. Did you um, really? <laughs> so the guy points to his forehead, like side yeah, yeah, forehead yeah. of the baby. and I'm Tell like, me you did a unibrow. No, I actually did Elvis chops. <laughs> I did a Fu Manchu mustache with the little spit catcher. It was the best thing I think, have a picture of. Do you think it. that guy is still sleeping in the backyard with the dog? <laughs> when he Man, got home, his wife saw the baby? <laughs> well, his wife was standing with him. Oh, all so right, it was well. like, okay, apparently. <laughs> no, I was tripping. I'm like, the guy handed me the baby, wanted me to sign the forehead of the baby. Like, I was like, Funny. you really want me to do this? And it's like, yeah, it's my kid. Like, well, once Mexico, again, we've been trying by Jerry. You and I have uh, some work to do. Yeah, but this is in Mexico. You guys <laughs> did it in Orange County, California. So we're in the club, but we're not We're not like uh, VIP members. All right, okay, so, so wait, wait, wait. I would, you had a customer come up to you just earlier today talking to you about, he said he ordered the Mopar kit for your Tell me that story. Yeah, so he was actually an FJ owner and talked about how great his FJ rode and what he liked about it. He just bought a Jeep Rubicon Gladiator, and he wound up putting the suspension kit on it. It's the Mopar kit, the two-inch kit. He's like, why does it ride so stiff? And I'm like, well, you, you bought something that the factory had made. It's not... It's not the same level as the to, true aftermarket. And they have to solve for the lowest common denominator, make it work in all sorts of situations where you can specialize somebody's suspension build for what they're doing. Yeah, I, w- I would say, you know, just just my, my guess here would be that that suspension kit's made for the street, where when you go off-road, we're making it articulate differently. And so on the street, there's going to be less body roll, stuff like that, which he said, I asked him that, and he said, yeah, the thing just doesn't body roll at all. Where well, it has to have a, it has to pass the rollover test, right? I mean, the body roll test. Yeah, from the factory, I, it does have to do the, the ESC and stability test to get it out there. So that's another thing. Yeah, I would assume for sure, like, there, there's some testing and some stuff that they just stick with as a manufacturer, where aftermarket's like, no, I mean, that's we're, we're going yeah. to King of the Hammers for the whole week, yeah. and we're going to crawl Chocolate Thunder in our brand new Jeep, and which people do, which I don't know how they do it but they do it yeah pretty amazing so um, let's talk about what you and i talked about earlier when it comes to bypass shock suspension and the sort of the dirty little secret of baja versus overlanding and what it really means to have a high-end quality suspension why would you spend that money especially if you're a guy that likes both disciplines yeah i mean we we get in this debate often with people because you know people read forums and they are instant experts because someone on the forum was an expert and told this guy who's now an expert because he read it in print, right? Tribal knowledge. Tribal knowledge. So, you know, we've been 23 years in business. We race off-road trucks. We've raced stock trucks. We've raced full-blown trophy trucks that we build. We're building overland vehicles. We're going overlanding in Baja and putting 600 miles in one little two-day weekend off-road going through the same terrain as the race truck goes. It's the race course, it's the beach, it's the rocks. Yep. People think Baja is just sand and, nope. oh, I it's go through everything. rocks. It's literally, you think your Jeep's capable? Come down right. with us to Baja and we'll show you what it's not able to do. Exactly. Like, so 
bypass shocks come in and I really enjoy uh, installing these on the back of these trucks now because you know we have on, on our Jeep for instance these have internal bypass shocks with DSC so we can close and open uh, the reservoir ports and they got valving in there but DSC standing for dual speed compression adjusters and that's something Fox does so on my Raptor I have external bypass shocks and what's cool about that is I have a go-fast camper, I have the goose gear, I have the Dometic fridge, the igloo cooler, I have all this weight in the back. There's probably a good seven, 800 pounds easy of weight. And so when I'm loaded or unloaded, it's probably around 500 pounds. And when it's loaded, I'm probably 900 to 1,000 pounds. Yeah, and so that. what I can do is just go under there and with like four clicks tighter on compression, four clicks tighter on rebound, control that extra weight because you know when you're g'ing out you got 400 more pounds pulling 100 and when you're unloading you've got almost all that spring energy that just g'd out well, you anybody who drives that. a trd uh, pro tacoma from the factory is going to have that experience of how little rebound control there is because you'll get the rear to kind of g out and then rebound over the next whoop and kind of nosedive you into the next obstacle. Exactly. And so if you don't have the adjustability to control that, basically, as soon as you're loading up the weight in the back, well, now you've changed the dynamics of the suspension. You have to adjust for it. 100%. And you'll see that on the back of vehicles and videos where the back end's kind of yeah. purposing. It's just kind of floating up and down uncontrolled. Not Which can get scary very quickly. If it gets if really out of Yeah, if you get out of control sure. and you aren't, aren't slowing that motion down, if you don't have the uh, rebound control, you'll slam into the bump stops and then it'll unload with the spring action and just send the rear up in the air. Now you're facing down when yeah. you should be leveled to hit the next obstacle, the next whoop. Yeah, and then people don't also understand that like what happens from the back translates to the front and they're like, oh, the front of my truck keeps bottoming out. And you're like, yeah, because the back's totally unloading yeah. and throwing about 2,500 pounds to the front that of the That leverage truck. is, especially on these long wheelbase vehicles, they're great for crawling, they're great for obstacles and stability, but, and they're good for stability to high speed, but you have to remember there's a lot more leverage because where the fulcrum is on it. Exactly. So what's new for Camberg this year that you didn't have this time last year? Um, we have our new Raptor long travel suspension system, and that actually uses a slapper arm. A slapper arm is a, kind of look at it as like, sort of like a cantilever. So we have this arm that mounts to an arm, and when the arm's drooped out, it's not making contact, and as you compress the lower A-arm, hits the slapper arm, and then engages the air bump, and that's on a Raptor right outside here. Oh, um, what's your long travel kit? So factory is like 12, 13 front and like 14 in the back? And yeah, what do you get up to? Well, we're really gaining, it's a wider suspension system. It's about inch and a half, two inches okay. wider per side. So long yep. travel comes from that. Raptors technically are long travel F-150s from the factory. Um, so when we go an inch and a half wider than a Raptor, we're really like four inches wider right. than an F-150. Um, but the biggest difference is not so much like adding the wheel travel. We gain about an inch and a half, okay. like 10% yep. or 15%. The big difference is we're adding a three and a half inch bypass shock okay. next to the That's factory shock difference. and a two and a half inch diameter by two and a half inch stroke air bump, which is exactly the That's same a monster. Air bump. Yeah, same thing we run on the front of the trophy truck. Same valving in it, it's the same part number. You can wow. bolt it off your Raptor and stick it on. What, what is it connecting to, that slap arm? Because obviously with the lower aluminum control arms, you you know you want to be careful. Well, it's our fabricated yeah. steel arm okay. and it has a bolt through a billet aluminum pivot. People may not realize that a lot of Raptor kits, they require like a metal sleeve for the air bump to engage. Otherwise you have the potential of cracking your lower arm. So you guys solve that with your Camberg arms. Yeah, and then what you see with everyone else is their air bumps riding like a quarter inch from the lower right. arm and they're slapping into it. Like all they're the hitting it all day. Yeah. Ours will only hit as you're bottoming out and the geometry of it's actually pushed 
way further out because it's on a slapper arm, so it engages okay. it. So you guys gotta take a look, it's just yeah, right out here. Kind of hard to explain, but it's old class eight technology. You probably yeah. see like a, a small little arm that hits the upper arm, which yep. engages, the, well, this is happening off the lower arm. Cool. Uh, when you look at most long travel kits, where the air bump's hitting is really like 30% from the inner pivot, where we're more like 20% from the ball joint. So we're okay. like 60, 70 more So you're increasing the, the energy because of where you're mounting it. So exactly. now you can dissipate it without that harshness. Yeah, and we're not hitting it unless you need it. Okay. So we're hitting it way up in the top last three, four inches of travel where they're hitting it for like- All day long. Like nine driveways. inches of travel. Yeah. Just coming into their driveway, right. they're hitting it. Anyone with a Jeep knows if you add the air bumps around, which Jeep's actually factory coming out with their new Mojave kit with Fox, which is bigger shocks and yep. air bumps from the factory. Yep. There's a reason why we've been using air bumps all this time. So like on the back of an Overland vehicle, when you're G'ing out, it's, air is spring. It's just more spring rate. What an air bump does has valving inside of it. So instead of hitting it and just shooting right out and bucking you in the air, there's some rebound valving in there. So it sure. comes out slowly. So what we're doing is we're just using it as G out control. So it bottoms yep. out, it catches that extra weight, you know, put 500 pounds or load a dirt bike in the back of your truck. Now I'm catching it. I'm not just slamming into the bump stop. Makes sense. Yeah. The number of Raptors out there, it's relatively small. And so that's kind of your marquee, your Rolex, right? So what do you have for the common guy that's new that doesn't have $100,000 invested into his Raptor? You know, like a Jeep or, because that's, your company will, you'll, you'll make a marquee piece that everyone aspires to have, but really we may not have the money. It's the Halo product. Yeah, the Halo product. So what do you have for us normal guys? Yeah, so we kind of, the, the inside joke from our friends is like, man, you guys are like the Louis Vuitton of off-road. That's what they call us now. We're like this high-end boutique, right? But you have, you have entry-level wallets. I don't have to buy the luggage. I can buy a wallet, right? <laughs> exactly, and it, it's like my daughter. I have a 16-year-old now, and she just got a little Louis Vuitton coin purse. She made some money and spent a couple hundred bucks and got that. It ain't the $2,000 purse, right? So anyways, we, we do the coilovers with Fox. Uh, King, Bill Stein, you know, Fox is the flagship with the DSC adjusters on the reservoir. And then we do different upper control arms. We have fabricated tube arms with the FK uh, uniballs in them. And then we do full billet aluminum. So it's not wider, it's not long travel, but it's maximizing your factory suspension with legit top of the line yeah, suspension uh, you know, that's fully bolted. If you on. have a great shock, it's not always about wheel travel. You look at like a ZR2 from the factory that has nine and a half inches of travel and it's a little mobber off-road. It's because of the high quality shock. So there's a lot of efficiency that you can gain with your factory setup by just upgrading shocks. It's a great, I always tell people, there's one thing you did your truck, go put good shocks on it. 100%. And what a lot of people don't realize is like when you look at a, say a Gen 1 Raptor, if you take a Gen 1 Raptor and you take a Toyota Tundra lower control arm, they're the same length. You like. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, same length. Um, they both get around 10 inches of travel. I think the Raptor is like just shy of 11 and yeah, the like Tundra is about 10. And uh, that's 10 with an aftermarket coilover. But dollar for dollar, like a Tundra's bone stock, it already has a wide A-arm on it. And you put in a Fox coilover and a Uniball upper arm. The upper arms are adjusting your alignment and adding geometry back to the vehicle. Because when you lift a Toyota, they're not like all the other brands where they camber in, they actually camber out. So we have the upper charms like slightly shorter to adjust the camber. And then we add more caster, which then helps the handling. If you look at all the anti-dive that they build into a Toyota, all these new modern trucks these days, the more you lift them, the more caster rolls out of them. Yeah. So now we're 
adding caster back into the, ge the geometry of the vehicle, which is your handling. If you don't know what caster is, you can Google it. There's tons of stuff on there. But just imagine when you do a lane change, you let go of the steering wheel, your truck keeps turning off the road. That or a U-turn's a really good example too. Yeah. It's going to self-center after a U-turn, or are you going to go and do a 180? Well, I kind of, uh, the analogy I saw the other day was a shopping cart versus a Harley uh, chopper, right? Yeah. So a, a shopping cart, when you push it fast, they wait, you know, yeah. those two front wheels are wiggling, yes. and a chopper can't turn on a dime to right. save its life. So. Yeah, it's like fork angle on a bicycle or a motorcycle. The more you have, yep. the straighter you go. The less you have, the twitchier it is. Um, and then there's the other thing of Ackerman, which is the shopping carts. If you ever notice when you turn a shopping cart, the inside... Changes different than the outside. Yeah, so the inside wheel's turning much sharper and your outside tires turning way less. So your outside tire has to roll like twice as far as your inside when you're making a U-turn, right? So all these little things make a difference when it comes down to the... Um, I'm not your dad. No. <laughs> Maybe you should sign this baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hi. Say hi. <laughs> He's shy. He just shy I'd be shy us. around Jay too. So. <laughs> yeah. Jerry, where can we go to find out about Camberg? Yeah, just uh, check out Camberg.com. Uh, you can check us out. All our social pages are at Camberg Racing. Uh, a lot of cool info out there. We got a great website. You can also come down to the shop if you're in the area. We're Hailing from Huntington Beach, California, is Camberg. That's right. Are you and a talk me. show announcer? Yeah, just they're my hometown. That's all. Yeah. You, you got other people in your give hometown. Give it to me officially. Ready? Go. No, I'm I'm over it. That was it. Oh yeah, I'm it. So and then also you own Jeeps only too, which is a huge uh, Jeep space. Yeah. So if you're a Jeep fan, check out at Jeeps underscore only. Um, we're almost 500,000 followers on there now. 500,000 followers on Jeeps only. Hailing from Huntington Beach, California. Hold on a no? second. Stop the presses. How do you have time to maintain one of the most popular Jeep? Because he's not doing a weekly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like people ask that question all the time, and what it is is like when you enjoy it, it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's what I do. All right. One one last question. Yes. Can I get one of your new T-shirts? Uh, Lightning asked first. No, he, he asked for a hoodie. I'm actually going for the. Uh, ah, you get nothing. <laughs> of course. All of right. course. Oh. I got to pay you guys. You put me on the show for payment, right? That's what. It, yeah, yeah. Just like, well, we do. A, I want a, a occasional beer and a T-shirt. I think we're pretty cheap. Uh, our, tra case. our trade for mention is a yeah, T-shirt. Very, yeah. very cheap. So that's the thing in Baja. You do anything with stickers. Yeah. You don't even need money down there. You just bring a sticker. stack of stickers. Yeah. <laughs> And sign their baby. And sign a baby. All right, let's go sign some more babies. All we right. we got to break Jerry's record. We love you, Jerry. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks. Standing outside with some amazing rigs in the Sportsmobile booth. What's your name? Mario. Mario, uh, what do you do at Sportsmobile? I'm just an ambassador for the brand. I actually own a Sportsmobile. Um, I don't actually get paid by them. I'm here. You, uh, you're just a fan. You love just, it. Just a super fan, and I love my van. So when Johnny asked me, because uh, I live in the area, to come out and show my van, I was like, I'll be there. How so, long have you owned one? Uh, since 2016. So Sportsmobile has undergone a lot of changes in the years. You see a lot more sprinters now. Now they're E-Series vans, which were really the OG in the van life space. I mean, it's funny that you know van life is popping up, but Sportsmobile has been doing this for 30 years, something like that? Since 1961. Oh, even, even more. Wow, okay, way longer. Uh, but now they're building them on E-Series chassis where they build a body that looks like an E-Series van for the rest of the chassis, which Co is pretty cool. Correct. Uh, it's such an iconic vehicle and so popular. Uh, we just have such a high demand for it that uh, we couldn't let it go. So we, we kept getting so many requests for the van. Uh, we said, what can we do about it? So uh, we came up with uh, making a fiberglass body for the chassis 
and uh, we just drop it right on the chassis and now we can continue the build of a, what looks like a standard E350, but yeah. now actually with some extra- E450, right? E, yeah, exactly, with some extra benefits of being a fiberglass body, being it lighter, more durable, and you don't have to worry about it rusting. And you're on a chassis that has more capability than what the old uh, van-based quartz wheels did. Correct, with all the latest and the greatest. Very cool. And then, so talk about, I'm assuming this is your sportsmobile version here? This is here? my personal uh, van. Or it's your a, sprinter a, version of the sportsmobile, Are you say. okay with everybody hopping in and out of it all day long? <laughs> you know I am, <laughs> because it, it's, it's durable. The things I do it are a lot worse than people just walking in and out of it. <laughs> I don't think we want to know what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, I, it's been a, it's, I've had the headlights uh, deep in water. That's how deep I've taken it. Awesome. In really? I've rock crawled it. I've uh, taken it across Mojave Road. It's, uh, What's that like in a big old tall van? It's Well, it's great because it's the short wheelbase, the 144, so I have a great departure angle and enter, entering angle. Um, it gives me, it's a low top pop top, so I don't have the high center of gravity. With the top down, yeah. But yet, I'm a six foot five man. When I do, yes, you are a very, very tall man. When I set up in camp, I'm able to hit the pop top, raise the top, and I can move around freely wearing a cowboy hat in the back. Yeah, even better. Yeah. So you yeah. don't really wear a cowboy hat, I do you? Wear a cowboy yeah. hat. <laughs> Believe it or not, He's like nine foot tall with a cowboy hat. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's really comfortable, and it's just got it's got everything I want. You know. So, so let's talk about what are what sets Sportsmobile apart out of all the vans you could have chosen. You went with this company, obviously your brand ambassador, because you love the brand. What is it about their build quality, their features that sets them apart from everybody else? Well, first off, again, Sportsmobile is an iconic company they they started this whole van life back thing back back then and uh you see the history of these vans you see the history of the vans that are still on the road today oh yeah that come into the shop that have been built many years ago and are still running and people still enjoying it and enjoying van life and being outdoorsy so with that in mind and i wanted to do it when i saw the sprinter van and it was a new platform. I saw it as a new era of an, a new thing coming out with the uh, Transits and the Dodge Pro sure. Masters and then us keeping the E-Series e alive. Um, you know, I wanted to do something different and nobody had had this van yet. They didn't allow the diesel uh, 4x4 in the US because of emissions right. until 2016. So when I heard that they were gonna bring in the Sprinter Mercedes 4x4 diesel, triple like, diesel, I'm, in. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> Shut nobody, up and take my money. Nobody has one of those yet. They don't even, they're not on the road. The gas two wheel drive ones all day, sure. but no diesel 4x4, stock 4x4 from Mercedes. Right. So I went up to, I talked to Johnny over at Sportsmobile and I said, Johnny, you gotta get me on the, got, he said, I got you, Mario. We'll, awesome. We're gonna get you. So I put my deposit down. I had to wait just like everybody else. Yep. Knowing somebody got me knowing nothing. <laughs> so I had to wait. It's I not had, fair for being yeah. a brand ambassador. I had, be, I had to wait 12 months like everybody else for my van to be built in Germany. It was taken yep. apart. It was shipped over here, put back together and, and uh, drop shipped in Fresno. Okay. He called me and said, your van's here. I showed up, I looked at it. It was a big empty cargo box, no windows, just two <laughs> seats, nothing in it. And uh, sight on the dotted line. And 12 weeks go. later, I had a fully built pop top sportsmobile, custom built to the way I wanted it. What's the mix of a sportsmobile and E-Series chassis now? Is sportsmobile far and away their, their biggest seller or? You know what? It's it's uh, it's a uh, pretty neck and neck right now. And we're Interesting. Actually, and, and we're actually with the Ford Transits, the Promasters, and even the Chevys now. I mean, they're coming at all angles. I mean, we're 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 about a 14 month lead time. Wow. On everything, and it's uh, it, they're just popular. People want the Sportsmobile. They like the pop tops. They like the quality build, and you know, like again, iconic vehicle. Now, forgive me. The pop top is automated, or it's a crank, or how does that work? It is an automatic. 
uh, popped up. Well, when up, he hits electric. his head when he gets in, it pops it up for him. <laughs> I push it with my yeah. head. So, uh, yeah. He doesn't want to squish the cowboy hat. <laughs> That's right. Good point. It's as easy as pushing the big black button. It's automatic. <laughs> you know, all you got to do is push push up and the top goes up. You push down and the top comes down. It's awesome. that easy now. I, uh, the older ones used to be the manual where you have to get in there and do the He-Man yep. press overhead press. And uh, yeah, those are still out there amazingly and they're still working to this day. But, you know, we're uh, electric now and... It's only a button, one le easy button to push. What's your favorite feature about your van? Ooh, that it's a Sprinter 4x4 built by Sports Mobile. <laughs> there you go, awesome, awesome. Not too specific there, no, no, no. just broad strokes. Yeah. I'm surprised you said it, it showed up with no windows. Is that true? That is true, it had no Well, windows. why? Well, because it was a blank canvas, yep. and when you come to Sports Mobile, you actually have a selection of any type of window you want. So, big slider, no slider, louvered. I mean, any if you see a window you like, we can put it on the van. So what's the uh, what's the price range for somebody who, let's say you already chose your van and you're gonna have it drop shipped to Sportsmobile. Where are you starting and where are you ending up? Well, if you ordered the van with us in, in a typical build out, we're about 150. Okay, so that's now, pretty, so pretty reasonable. If you bring your, bring your van, it would be less minus the yeah. van just for the build. Sure. Like a pop top alone would cost somewhere between just to add, say you brought a van in and you just yep. like, I just want the pop top. We're looking like 10 grand. Okay. He's officially, like, he's unofficially a staffer there. You know, everything is a wee, 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 wee. I know, he's it's doing not, great. It's not a they, it's a no, wee, this wee, is, wee. This he's is exactly uh, oh, yeah, the man. partnership you want yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh, brand ambassadors. Awesome. Well, you know what? I I just love my van and I love sportsmobiles and I'm just. Uh, you know what? I, I love I, seeing I, the love in your eyes. I do. And hearing I, the love I, in your voice. I have it. The I, song I, in your heart is uh, infectious. Close, look closely. There's heart Your emojis. Yeah, the heart yeah. emojis. I love my van, dude. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's my baby. All right, brother. Appreciate your time oh, thank today. You. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Holman, I think we found your Nirvana over here in the Leitner booth. Who are we with? Uh, I'm Bernard Leitner, owner of Leitner Designs. Wow, that's oh, convenient. Yeah, way to find the owner. Good job for us. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, this is a great show for us so far. Uh, we really love hearing it. that. Yeah, it's the first year, and it, it really turned out great. Huge, uh, huge crowd in our booth today. Awesome. Well, you know, I've been a fan of you guys for quite a while, and I, and and now I'm seeing some of your new products coming out with sort of the four super strong bed racks. You guys have this really cool design, but a lot of flexibility. I know right now the name of the game is you know flexible bed rack storage, and I think you guys are one of the companies doing the best right now. Oh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate hearing that. Yeah, so the new Forge bed rack came about as everybody else out there started making racks as sure. well, right? Yep. You know, and so we had a, we had a kind of like step up our game. All like tube and connections because they were trying to ship them, right? So exactly. But then, then they're not as strong. So how do you take it to the next level where you can carry the loads that these guys are carrying? A lot. And let's face it, a lot of people in this market putting stuff on there have no idea what it weighs, right? Absolutely. You're correct. Yep, 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 yep. So we overrated the the new Forge that. Uh, 400 pounds off-road, which, wow. which doesn't sound like that much, but when you consider... 400-pound dynamic is a lot. 400-pound dynamic, and you have to upgrade your suspension at that point. Yeah, like absolutely. Severely, you got to upgrade your suspension. So we have 400 dynamic, 800-pound on-road, and 1,400 pounds with like a rooftop tent, and you got a bunch of big guys sleeping in it. So what's, what's the backstory? How did you get started? Uh, so this happened in 2014, kind of funny. I was looking for a rack for my Tacoma. And I just went out there and I looked around, I couldn't find anything I liked. Yeah. It was just, it was literally at the time, just a bunch of welded together tubes that I, it was awful. So I started And you're like, it. I could do that myself, but why would I? I, I could do better than this. Right. And I, I, I had a job at the time, but I quit my job and just basically I go, I can do this better. 
So I quit my job I had and just started making these. It's kind of awesome. like Harley frames. The entire aftermarket builds Harley Davidson frames out of tubular steel. And you're like, wait a minute, guys, it's 2020. Why not a, a billet aluminum or something that was designed in CAD, not just something that was built in a corrugated steel shed in the back behind your house? Like, where's the modernization and some things just stay rooted and old school so let's walk over closer so right what i'm what i'm getting at is this is the future right yeah. you uh, said i'm gonna make the future something that's not tubular steel that a kid in welding class could make absolutely i think you're right and it, it, it there was no technology in truck bed racks forever it was basically look you can put a ladder up there and, th and that's where it, the innovation stopped kind of this has hundreds of different accessories and different ways of now mounting it. And it fits everybody else's accessories and making it out of forged aluminum 6061 just takes it. Well, to the and next let's level. walk people through. So you not only have a, a base frame that everything mounts to, but it's T-channeled so that now it you can add true. accessories. Mm -hmm. You have these forged uprights. You also have a support upright in the back yep. that helps to support the load across it. I mean, there isn't a rack on the on the market that looks like what you're doing. And you can see all the detail and care you went to make sure that it can be accessorized very easily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We did. And the and the feature of this rear load bar we have is so the rear load bar can actually slide forward. And that's the major downfall of every rack on the market. You have a you want to now use it for everyday use. You want to put your bicycle, your motorcycle, you got to help your neighbor move a couch. Well, the load bar slides forward and now you can use it like that or drive like that all the time. And it's it, it and still keep all the accessories you have on the side. Reminds me kind of the rack that we built for the Rock Crusher, my dually. Oh yeah. Remember, it was tied in the back of the bed yep. here. So that was boxed aluminum. Sure. The whole thing was boxed aluminum, and it looked like a transformer. Nobody had ever seen anything like it. And I'll post up a picture for those of you guys who haven't seen it. But that was a kind of a, a very basic version of what you've done here. Like this is next level. That's for sure. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'd love to see what you did. That's always exciting to see other people. He, he likes to I share the stuff that, that he's stuff. done. So. So do you. I didn't say I didn't. Okay. No. <laughs> Just saying that I, so you're I, not opposed to showing so them. So I done. drew it, no joke, on a piece of paper on a napkin. And a friend of mine who builds um, industrial art for like the Getty Museum, things like that, hand railings, all some some really amazing public art, yeah. built it for me. And it took him a couple of weeks. And ultimately, that rack would have been in thirty, forty thousand dollars if you had to buy one. Right. But this is one off for SEMA. But what we did is. It was so well constructed that we could have five or six guys on the end of it. It hung over the the, um, the windshield, and we could be in the very nose of it, and it didn't flex. Wow. Or all, I, I, I like how it started out on a napkin sketch, because I think <laughs> all good ideas start on a napkin with this a beer. This show started <laughs> on a napkin, actually. There you go. See, everything starts out like that, and then it just morphs. And a Denny's know. or a Norm's? Where it were we? It was Norm's. Okay, oh, was no way. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. So what are some of the accessories that you can do to make this rack your own? And it, from what I've seen, people can go the overlanding route. They can also go the I'm a contractor and yeah. I use my truck to work route. seems like there's a lot of flexibility in the rack really being multi-purpose. Yeah, what people really like about our rack are that we offer a storage solution. We call them the gear pods. We have two yep. different versions. We have one that's uh, 10 gallons and one that's 40 gallons. <laughs> and so, you know, you can carry all your gear. It's waterproof. It's locking. And uh, it doesn't interfere again with the center line of your bed, so you can still put stuff in there. 
And how often are you coming up with new add-ons? Oh, we're coming up with new stuff. I mean, I've got a drawing board of at least 15 things we'd like to release this year. We'll see if we can get through <laughs> five of them. Yeah. But we have a couple of them here. So this is a prototype right here. This is a cable routing system for our Forge. So if you're running oh lighting, my everybody loves zip ties. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. They're ugly. No, I don't. Thought. And, and then they, they cut you. And running it around this is awful. So we came up with a cable routing guide that you can route. That the is wires, brilliant. And it just snaps so in place. So I was obsessed with that. I All of the wiring on my rack was internal. Yeah, right. So and, we can do this here. We, we used a trailer hitch plug I feel like you guys banks. are having a uh, rack bonding Dude, right I'm, now. I'm having a, I'm hashtag, hashtag rack bonding. Dude, this is oh, over. <laughs> I love that. But that's I, that's actually a movie I saw. I rented it no, That was rack bondage. It was Bro, different. Rack bondage. <laughs> got it, got it. That was it. I wanted no wires. So yeah. I had a special order connectors. We internally wired it. And so when you removed it, you had a cable that went from the inside of the bed yep. um, up to a trailer, a nine-pin trailer hitch plug. Okay. So you pull the nine pin trailer hitch plug and then two guys could pull the rack off with the, all the wiring still internally inside. and then replug it yeah that's that, exactly right that makes sense yep exactly and we can do very similar here all of the wires can be routed in the t-track and we're doing this little product right here which is we're going to call it oh, the wire it lock yeah but basically this will be six feet long and you'll be able to run the thing. So he's basically showing you a, a us uh, a plastic insert that snaps into the T-channel but doesn't invade the space of the T-channel, allowing the routing of the wire to go behind it. Now the wires won't pop out. Absolutely. It's, beautiful. it's completely clean. You it can't see any of the wires. You can run it anywhere. There's 20 T-channels on this on this rack. That's awesome. And it fits any of them. So you put a light I'm anywhere a you want, you'll never see the wires. You'll never see the wires. That's so. outstanding. Okay, so at what point did you quit the day job and start doing this full time? Literally at the napkin stitch. <laughs> You're I all was out. Like, I was kind of done with my job anyway. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? What were you, what were you doing? Uh, well, I was a freelance engineer, and okay. I was designing for a bunch of different companies. But yeah. I just decided to go let every one of my clients go that day. And I go, I'm going to dedicate 100% of my engineering time to making a product that I want to have on my very truck. Very cool. How many clients freaked? They're like, ah, very funny. Okay, now here's your next project. You're like, nope, no more projects. Right, I, I let them go kind of easy. I go, look, <laughs> if there's anything that's really uh, pressing that you have to get done, I'll do it for you. But it's it's I'm, I'm trying to get out of Where this as fast as possible. Where are you based out of? Uh, well, I'm personally, I live here in Orange County. Oh, okay. But uh, the shop's based out of Corona, California. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Very cool. And then uh, what do what will somebody expect to pay getting into the rack system? And then where does it go from there? Yeah, exactly. So the sky's always the limit. So uh, a basic rack setup starts right around 1450 bucks. Okay. Right? And then like like anything else you'll you know fully loaded with every accessory you have you're looking at around 3200 bucks okay still that's still pretty good considering really good all the price. flexibility you get yeah 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 and, and and for something that isn't laser cut and bent out of steel and, and is actually forged and uses a powder coat that that is a true automotive powder coat we actually use the same powder coat that toyota uses on their running boards oh, there you go from the same company so <laughs> that applies it so all our stuff's like oe spec we make all our own fasteners that say lightner in them like nobody, I think, goes to that. Oh trouble. my gosh. That's yeah. no joke. Every one of our fasteners actually has, we head all our own bolts. We have all our own, well, we don't do it personally, but yeah. we have them all headed for us. So, uh, yeah. So you're just, really, you're really not leaving anything on the table. I, I'm just trying to be the best at one thing, yeah. which is making racks. I don't, awesome. I don't make bumpers. I don't make suspension. Yep. I, I don't make roof racks. I make truck bed racks and that's can, all I want to be good where at. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find us online at www.lightnerdesigns.com. That's L-E-I-T-N-E-R. Correct. Thank you very much. And then much. you're on social as well? We are. We have, uh, we have, you can check us out at, uh, our hashtag is carry your world. Oh, all right. So yeah, that's what we want to do is, uh, help you carry your world. If it's overlanding or off-roading or if you're a construction guy, that's what we do. 
Awesome. Well, we appreciate I didn't even it. think about the construction world. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, we have a lot of construction guys actually buying them the eight foot model for F-350s. Yeah, I bet. You know? Yeah. So $100,000 loaded truck these days just off yeah. the lot, so they'll buy a rack from us. Well, uh, congratulations. Congr yeah, congrats on your success. Thank and, you so uh, much. Well, uh, let's keep in touch and we're happy to talk about some of the new stuff you have coming out too. Absolutely, great talking to you guys. Great, thank let's, you. Uh, hold on, let's take a photo and put it up on uh, Instagram. Oh no, we've got a pot it like it's hot. Oh no, we've got a celebrity in our midst. Uh, well, if I'm a celebrity, why don't I have my own microphone? I feel like I'm getting, <laughs> getting kind of ripped off here. It's well, like, uh, you're, oh, let's be honest. Your hair is a celebrity. It's, well, yeah. <laughs> if I could mount a microphone in my hair, I would. Like, <laughs> yeah, one of the shotgun mics just sticking right out of uh, Ian's hair. Absolutely perfect. No, he needs one of the ones that like the uh, the salesman on TV has, like the Sham Wow guy, you know, <laughs> where it's connected to, oh, yeah. connected to your yeah. ear and it hangs yeah. over like a Janet Jackson style microphone. Flesh, flesh colored. Flesh colored, which is super weird. Yeah, it's like eating a worm. All day. Yeah, that's exactly what All I right, mean. so with us is uh, Ian Johnson, our good friend and also host of uh, Four Wheeler, the television show, amongst other things. Uh, we haven't talked to you in a while. How you been? Been good. Been good. Been busy, but it's good. So I saw your uh, your lovely face on a poster saying that you're going to do like some signing or something today. Yeah, we're going to go up. Uh, so I, f I just flew in here. I was in Kansas City yesterday doing some stuff, uh, doing a training class for uh, differential setups. And so then today I came here and uh, we're doing a meet and greet at 1 o'clock, Q&A, sign some pictures, answer some questions, talk about building junk and overall adventure stuff. Can, uh, can we tell you something that uh, I'm going to give you a mission and you have to accept this and beat us. We signed a baby yesterday. You signed a baby. So I want to know what the weirdest thing is you've ever signed and if you have indeed signed a baby like I, we have. I've never signed a baby so I think you guys have maybe <laughs> yes. got me beat on that one. No, I've never. Have you signed breasts? No, I've never. No cleavage? No, no. My wife and I have an agreement that we don't. I don't normally sign other women's body parts. So okay, no. I think that's probably no. fair. You know, and and most of the time, you if know, you I, I don't Mary. really think I want to sign other people. <laughs> yeah. But you have you been propositioned to sign cleavage? Oh, yeah, but yeah, but unfortunately, it was a dude's cleavage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he had D cups, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe guy. he did. I think, yeah. So I what is what is the weirdest thing that somebody's asked you to sign then? Um, I, probably the weirdest thing is I was at somebody came to SEMA. And they had brought the glove box of their Toyota to SEMA. Oh, interesting. But they didn't have their Toyota at SEMA. It's just the glove box. They literally took the glove box out, carried it from their house, and brought it into the booth for me to sign all the way at. at that's a I cool mean, compliment. That yeah. is. So that was super cool. Yeah, that's so serious, right? That there. was like legit. I mean, that's someone who really wants to have me sign a glove box. So that was pretty cool. So that'd be the weirdest thing and the coolest thing all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Is it surreal? We talked about this last time you were on the podcast. You didn't realize you were going to end up being a celebrity. No, I mean, I think the good thing was, is I was a shop teacher in a small town, so I was used to everyone knowing who I am. So to me, it just feels normal because. I used to just walk down the yeah. street and, hey, Ian. hey, Mr. J, no, it's Mr. Oh, J. sorry, Mr. Yeah. J. Hey, Mr. J, what's up, Mr. J? So I kind of got, but no, it's, I mean, I, I'm super fortunate. You know, you don't think that your TV career is going to last, mine's now 20 years. So it's been 20 years doing different TV shows. So you don't think it's going to be that way, but I'm super happy that it has because it, it's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm very hood rich at the house. Many, <laughs> many, many Jeeps, many, many Jeeps. So let, let's talk about uh, the show. Season two got renewed and you guys are going to be working on that soon. Uh, how did season one go and what can we look forward to in season two? Season one went really well. I mean, for every time a new show uh, was released on the app, it was usually the number one show that weekend. So that made the network super happy. Also made me super happy. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Having so, my brand out there. Yeah, so they, uh, you know, everyone was super stoked about that because the show did really well on the app, and that was what everyone was sort of pushing for. So uh, that was good, uh, really good feedback when it hit regular cable. And, uh, you know, overall did really, really well. And then I also think, you know, my big push for them when we started doing the shows, I said, I, you know, 
I'm going to keep these cars because I use these cars. These aren't props for me. Sure. So the LJ that we built, you know, it it then went on trail to SEMA and it, it's went out into hammers again this year. We going to Moab? Him. It'll be in a, it'll be in uh, Moab this year. Awesome. That's what I'm going to bring. So, uh, you know, that, I think that helps it out too because people yeah. see the truck out there being and being used. Good promotion for the yeah. show too. Well, was that not the case with previous shows? No, well, it's not the case with most shows. I mean, most shows, it's like they want to get the car in. And then the production company either wants to flip it and get rid of it for, for money, obviously, or the hosts don't own the cars, you know. So that was the nice thing. I owned some of the cars from the old show, which I still have. But, um, you know, that when, when we started this deal with Motor Trend, they were super cool about it. I just said, hey, I want to keep these things because I'm going to use them, and I'm going to use the heck out of them. So, And I think it worked out really, really well. Yeah, I mean, photo ops, wherever you go. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, just to see the cars get used. I mean, and that's the best. I think that's also the difference, right? We, I don't build show cars. So it's the like a show car gets built that gets you know debuted and then it goes in a garage usually somewhere because it I mean unless it goes out on maybe wow. power tour yeah. like the stuff that we build man we it gets used the world. all the time you know but starting back with Monster Garage back in those days everyone kind of knew that the the it just had to limp to the finish line at best you know and then the car would have to go back to the shop and be reworked and it may never hit the street at all ever and yours are completely different like it has to be used yeah i actually did an episode of monster garage oh, in the really? very beginning yeah that was my very first job on tv was an episode of the monster parade garage. float yep Which we, dead, we talked dead about santa claus parade yeah, float yeah oh yeah. my god that's yeah. right yeah and jesse and i have been talking since he that's now relaunching so he had called me up oh and, good and he's like hey they're gonna relaunch monster garage i'm putting you on the short list if you want to come do it again and i was like yeah i'd love to it'd be great that's awesome it was fun so that was uh that was like those cars we had to drive them at the end but you're right that those are more props than cars kind of thing so, but I think to me, it's just, it's the nature of the off-road stuff. The off-road stuff just gets used, you know, and that's why I like it so much. Everything that you see, whether it, it, it's super fancy and super pretty, but it still gets out and gets used. It's not, it doesn't just get taken somewhere and parked on a, parked on the grass with a, with a lawn chair beside it. It's not a uh, 500 horsepower Mustang lawnmower? No, no, it's not. No, it's actually an off-road truck. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, congrats on uh, all the success on four-wheeler and Hopefully, uh, if you get back on Monster Garage, that, that would be pretty fun to see you back there. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Jesse's fun to work with, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, we got yeah. So season two, we start filming it at, right after Moab. So I'll go to Easter Jeep, then I'll come back. We'll start filming it right away. Uh, we've got some couple cool things in the books. So we're gonna probably do like a little stretch two-door JK. We've got plan on that. Nice. We're gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do a little uh, little cab truck. I got something kind of different. Last year we kind of did the LJ where it was kind of like a mix between an ultra four car yeah. and a rock buggy everyday yeah. everyday Jeep. This time yeah. I'm gonna do the mix between a rock bouncer and uh, and a truck you can drive on the street. So it'd be kind of that'd fun. be kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's gonna be kind of all different. right. So uh, you can go over to uh, I guess fourwheeler.com because we have all the episode recaps and news for when that comes out. Mm -hmm. Within do you guys have a website for the TV side of it? No, I think it's just all pushes to fourwheeler.com, right. 100%. Yeah. So check out uh, fourwheeler.com. And uh, are you, I guess your uh, Instagram, Ian at Big Tire Garage? Yeah, Ian at Big Tire Garage. That's the easiest way to find me. That's all the social medias. Here's what I want. Your airline miles. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, no, I've got so, yeah, I was actually joking about that the other day because I, I got my little notice that I've uh, once again received my A-list preferred in it for the year. Are you, what airline do you fly? <laughs> oh, Southwest always. Okay, all right. Uh, just because of the, the luggage for gear and stuff, right? Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but we do South, so I'm at, uh, I think so far I'm at, ooh, that's pretty healthy right there, 579,000. This is home <laughs> showing off his. My uh, Delta. Delta. My platinum, wow. platinum medallion. There I have 580,000 un unused miles right oh, now. Oh, so, see, I use my because that's the thing about Southwest is I burn through them because oh, yeah. my son goes to school in Tucson. So oh, okay. Well, that's perfect for Southwest. Yeah, so we'll, he jumps in and out on that on those flights. But, yeah, I, I'd probably do about 100 and 
80,000 to 200,000 a year. That's a lot. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah. So it it adds up, but it's, yeah, it's just part, it's fun, man. It's it's all part of the game. Someday nobody's going to want you to be anywhere. Right. You might as well do it now when they want you to be somewhere. So that's, that's the rule of thumb. That's sort of how I go with my life is uh, (laughs) enjoy my family before they kick me out. (laughs) My family's already kicked me out. Yeah. Is that why you're on my lawn every morning when I do? That's exactly why. Hey, Jake, go home. Go home. <laughs> can I can I sleep in this lawn chair? Hey, you, are you thirsty? I'll turn on the sprinklers. <laughs> All right, Ian. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good talking to you again. All right, brother. Okay, so Holman, we're in the Rock Slide Engineering booth. Kevin is uh, monkeying around with a step you and I have never seen before in the back right-hand corner uh, behind the rear well, wheel. And Rock Slide is probably best known for they have their deployable JK step that's also a rock slider that they've now adapted to the JL. So that caught our eye because we are like, oh, hey, here's the new JL version. He says, no, 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 no. Come over to the Gladiator. Let me show you some. Let me sh- come over here in the dark alley and show you what I'm working on. I thought he was going to sell us drugs or something. And it turns out it's a. Uh, it's well, a, it's for a rock some people, this is, dr- this is a drug. This is drug, yes. So, wow, first. And tell us about how this step came to be because this is. There's no way that Holman and I can articulate how this articulates. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, when we got introduced to the Gladiator platform, of course, it introduces a lot more challenges for the bed cargo space. How do you get the overlanding group to be able to get to the stuff that they're putting on top and in the cargo? So we've come up with a innovative electric step, which we're best known for, that gives you a two-tier ladder when you deploy it from a button in the bed so that you can get to the tailgate or to the cargo space up above. So let me let me reiterate this. So the, you know how the Gladiator Rubicon comes with that rock slider in the rear corner. This replaces that with a real rock slider in the rear corner. But at the push of a button, it also turns into a double step that allows you to either reach into the bed easier or get cargo on top of your bed rack. And again, there's no way to describe this because the <laughs> way it deploys, you when it's uh, retracted, you have no idea it's there. It's, it's right. all or, built or up into a compartment. How up, it goes there. Yeah. Like it folds into itself as it's turning to hide. That was the whole idea. They got to be out of the way when you don't want them but there when you need them. Now, hold on a second. I know what this is. Yeah. This is CG. This is like- No, no, uh, no, it's, it's black magic. <laughs> this is not real. It's Transformers. We're not actually watching this happen. We're gonna find out this is being 3D projected on a on a nope. green nope. matte background. I'm touching, right? watch. Can it hold a 210 pound man? Okay, yes, Let, let's see. 350 yeah, pounds is what oh it's God. rated for. Like I said, it's a phenomenal product. It's just uh, hitting the market currently, awesome. but it's becoming very relative right now. Where can we find it? So right now, you can find it. We're actually here with Rebel Off-Road out here at the Overland. Through distribution, you can get it there. Um, we're actually just starting to ship them out of, uh, out of Rock Slide Engineering's manufacturing facility in Logan, Utah. And everything is made here in the USA? All USA. All USA made. And we can buy it directly from your website? You can go to the website. You've got distribution. Like I said, you've got uh, Rebel Off-Road and other distribution warehouses that you can get them through. So wherever Rock Slide Engineering is available. What's the available. Uh, what's the website? So rockslideengineering.com. So I'm I'm looking at guys who want the the Gladiator but have dirt bikes in the back that it's always a pain in the ass to get them, you know, unhooked and get them down and whatnot. This is uh, this is a phenomenal bed step solution. Yes. Yeah. So whether I don't care whether you're putting uh, bikes in there, two by fours, gear, two by fours, just getting into the vehicle and making it comfortable is what we're about. We're about accessibility and ease of accessibility without hurting yourself. So 
that's uh, that's something that I've learned. I've actually had two friends with gladiators just jumping out of the gladiator. One blew his ACL, the other one fractured his femur. So, oh, oh, oh guess what? First two customers ever right there, right? <laughs> Seems like a good reason to invest in a uh, gladiator step. Now so. this kit takes how long to put on and can the average guy do it in his garage? You know, I actually installed this step we're looking at right here on the grass in the booth. So it took me awesome. 45 minutes. Well, you heard so. it here uh, first on the podcast with Rockslide Engineering. It's better and cheaper than surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Your new tagline. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate thank it. You. Appreciate it. Okay, so talking about eye candy here at the uh, Four Wheeler Adventure Expo, yes. we're in the Rhino Adventure Gear booth, and it seems as though they have one of every tent. Yes, they and are a purveyor of fine uh, overland tent setups. Apparently. I don't even know what to look at first, what I should be buying. I don't know. What's your name? My name is Yost. Uh, I'm the owner here at Rhino Adventure Gear. You nailed it, right? So we've got a wide range of rooftop tents, primarily in the hard shell variety, right? Why hard shell? We really like the ease of open and close, <laughs> yes. the longevity of it, the UV aerodynamics. doesn't beat them up. Exactly, All that right? A um, couple different brands that we have. We've got the James Brew tent, tried and true. They've been around for 25 years. They do incredible in the wind. They're super comfortable. You can leave a good amount They're of They're sort bedding. of the gold standard of tents. They have been. Yeah. We were just in Portugal in that factory watching them hand build every single unit. They build everything other than the rubber bottom piece of that tent by hand in Portugal. Amazing units, yeah. right? We also have the Eye Camper. Which is sort of like the new kid on the block where they're innovating and Absolutely. are sort of like, all right, we get your James Baroud, and we know that's sort of like the gold standard, but we're going to give you a little bit more affordable tent with some more features, and it's going to have the same So quality. these guys changed the space, right? Yeah. These guys came around and said, hey, how can we develop a hard shell tent that has all the benefits of a hard shell tent, but yet put it in a format of a king size bed. Yep. Boom. I camper came around two, three, three years ago. We were the first authorized I camper dealer, I believe, on the planet, certainly in the U.S. Wow. Um, and they've been an incredible unit for families. I've got three kids. I've got a seven, five, and three year old. Hard to beat the value. You did it right, by the way. I have a twelve year old and a two year old. No, no. <laughs> that gap is uh, almost I, intolerable. I, that's the first time I've heard I've done something right. So awesome. <laughs> good job. Thank you. Um, no, you opened this company. That was doing something right, my God, friend. This is the best day of my life. Um, so yeah, so iCamper, super innovative in terms of their design, right? They've totally changed the game in terms of, hey, I want a hard shell tent. I've got, you know, three kids. I want to fit it on a fifth gen forerunner or on a Jeep JKU or whatever, right? And then they've continued to innovate with their products, right? They just launched the iCamper Mini, yep. which is literally a mini version. Perfect for Which the, you could put on your Mini, by the way. Yes, you can put it on a Mini. You can put a James Brewer on a Are you serious? Mini. Yeah. They yeah. made small enough for the uh, like the crossover SUV, a really small pickup space for yeah. the people that or don't need a Cooper need a, or a Countryman. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. What? You can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can do a James Brewer uh, standard size as well. Yeah. So the mini, mini is an incredible unit, right? We're seeing a lot of those getting put on the back of a pickup truck, yeah. right? Really? So you want to keep that height profile not any higher than the than the height of the, uh, than the height of the cab of your truck, right? You still want an easy tent that deploys. <laughs> quickly, you still want the hard shell tent, right? Um, so we're seeing them a lot on the back of Ford Raptors, Toyota Tacomas, the Chevy Colorados, right? In that five foot bed, five and a half foot bed range, it's brilliant, right? So great solution as well. They've got the X cover, uh, which is a hybrid between a hard shell and a soft shell. Um, a little bit of a better price point uh, for some folks uh, gives you the option of crossbars on top, right? So really cool. And then we also have the Camp King, uh, which is an Australian tent, all aluminum tent. Uh, an incredible fit and finish quality, uh, and that that is just uh, just a killer a, wedge style. Uh, literally a cult following around Camp King. 
Yeah. Like, like there are people that would sell their probably <laughs> their firstborn, probably their secondborn. Yeah. You know, if they have extra kids like you do, they will sell it. Don't out make for a me. Game. Don't make me say which one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. So what we what we try and do? Look, we 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 don't have a single tent that I think competes with another tent. We don't carry two brands in order to put the you know two together, right? Sure. We have what I've curated solutions for what I think are most of the needs for folks that are looking for a rooftop so tent. the best tent at each kind of price point in, in need case. Each category, yeah. right? Uh, you got a family, I think we've got a great solution. You're a hardcore, you know, camper, off-roader, overlander, and you want, you know, you want the best quality tent, we've got a solution for that. You know, you want something with racks on it, we, we have solutions. So what should people be looking for if you're new to the space and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I never really got rooftop tents except every day on my commute to work. There's uh, apparently hundreds of thousands of people that are uh, going overlanding on their way to work or something because I see them all the time. I don't know anything about them. What, what, would you t- people? <laughs> what would you tell somebody who's just starting to discover this space and doesn't really know what to look for? Yeah, I mean, look, you, you want to look for quality, right? Um, and I think with any product, quality comes at a certain price point. And that, that might be a little bit untra- in a, you know, not attractive at first. But at the, at the end of the day, if you get a unit that has the right fabric, that has the right hard shell, that has the right mattress, has the right customer support, local dealers, um, that's, that's I think, really what you, what you want to look at. We get a lot of customers who've done the rooftop tent thing. They've gone with a brand that was far more economical uh, and are ready to step up into something that's sure. you know, a little bit more permanent. And that's fine, right? They start off minimal investment. Uh, realize they love it. They realize they love it. They love the idea of being able to get out. You know, look, everybody on Monday morning says, man, Friday after work, we're, we're going. We're out of I here. I don't care what anybody says, yeah. right? But the reality is Monday happens, Tuesday happens, <laughs> Wednesday and Thursday, and you're totally beat. Yeah. Right? And for me, you got kids and the whole yeah. nine yards. And you're like, oh, man, we got to pack the car. we got to do this. We're going to get in late, and then we got to set up the tent. Right? But as soon as you start getting into the rooftop tent, that is eliminated. Your sleeping yeah, gear set up. That barrier to adventure, right. so I guess. Right, so it moves that down the field, sure. right? So getting in late at night, your kids are asleep, but you can actually put them in, in your tent and, you know, transfer them without yeah. them waking up. What happens, you wake up Saturday morning, you are pumped. You're outside, yeah. you did it. You're giving yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> you know, it's you're drinking mimosas with your wife because you're like, you know, we did it. And so it moves that ball down the field in terms of getting outside. And that's really what it is. My background, I spent 17 years in corporate America as an insurance guy. The polar opposite of this, right? Yeah, sure. I was that guy. I built that trailer so I can get my family outside because I wanted to get out every Friday, right? So we're helping folks like my old self do that. To get Dude, outside. That's, that's a congratulations. Great story. Now you have a brick and mortar. Or is it online? Yeah, no, we got two stores. We got a store in San Marcos, North County, San Diego, yep. and then we've got a store up uh, in the Bay Area in Fremont, which is right right north of San Jose. Well, that's not convenient at all <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, but, but he just he takes his uh, tent and he goes camping yeah, so, halfway. So those guys that are camping on the way to work, yeah, yeah, that's you. Apparently, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got one on each end of California. You know? that's, for that's those right. who haven't been to California, it's a big ass state. <laughs> it is a it is a big state. Uh, it was nice coming to this show from San Marcos. I'm used to driving trucks nine hours. Yeah, sure. And we got in and Jason was loading up and Mike and I was like, oh, San man. Marcos is right. an hour and a half away. 52 minutes. Oh, yeah, even it's better. Like 52 yeah. minutes, not 50, yeah. 52. You had, well, hour. you know, there's a little bit of traffic in there. Yeah. You know, now, so what I haven't, it, so I was kind of scolded by Holman earlier. We're standing under a tent, which I want you to describe. And I was, I was in awe of this tent. The awning? The awning. Yes. Sorry, I'm just, yes. yes, I'm calling it yes. the awning. Thank you. Yeah. And it spread open like a bat wing of sorts. 
and yet I had never seen one yeah. affixed to a vehicle. And yeah. it, tell me the, about the concept, and this is so awesome that what companies do I need to look for yeah. if I want to so buy one? This is an all new, uh, it's the US marketplace awning. It's a 360 degree awning, so think of a bat wing that opens up towards the back and then opens up towards the front as well. You basically carry, it covers two sides of your two vehicle. Two sides, the right? Back and it's 100% freestanding, weighs in at about 64 pounds, right? Um, gives you an incredible amount of shade coverage. Uh, brought in, uh, uh, the company is RLD USA. Uh, we're an authorized dealer for RLD. Uh, most people are gonna know RLD in the last year or so the for shells, their right? stainless steel yeah. canopies, which we also sell, incredible units. Uh, and RLD has introduced, you know, the ghost on is what this is called. Uh, me and the folks from RLD took a trip to Baja this last November. Uh, did 1,600 miles, 10 days, all the way almost down to La Paz. Incredible trip, and we got everything. We got good hardcore wheeling. We got a lot of sun, a lot of rain, <laughs> and these awnings saved the day. They awesome. were awesome units. Did did very well considering how windy it was, how rainy it was. Easy to deploy. You know, we moved every day. We 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 you know nine different sites. Were how there. difficult? Okay, so it's one thing setting a tent or an awning up in when it's nice weather light breeze no breeze yeah. if it's raining on you and the wind is kicked up that's i would imagine it's a disaster or no uh, i wouldn't say it's a disaster it certainly changes you know the predicament i think you could say that with any awning right or anything you're doing if it's raining or windy right um these awnings are pretty sturdy right um i will say in in normal conditions setting it up is 30 seconds right there's no poles there's it's freestanding uh, I mean, it's just you literally walk it around and walk around, cinch up the straps, and you're good to go. Where do uh, where do folks go online to find you to do some further exploration about uh, tents and onyx, or to yeah. ask you lots of questions about how to buy uh, what, what tent to buy from you? Absolutely, uh, <laughs> RhinoAdventureGear.com. We got a full website. We work hard on our website. Um, we've got two locations. We do. We're a little different than a traditional brick and mortar. We do do everything on an appointment basis. We like to take the time to have people come in and have conversations just like this. You know, they bring in their car, they bring in their family, they tell us what, what kind of camping that they like to do. And we get a wide range of folks. We get you know, a lot of the four by four guys, we get a lot of minivans, we get a lot of the Subarus, we get we get normal sedans. You'd be, you'd be surprised what we've put tents on. What's the weirdest one you've put a uh, tent on? Motorcycle. Um, <laughs> now, we, Trike. Uh, we did do a, we, we temporarily, we did a, a Tesla the sedan and it was pretty hilarious uh, we've done a few Priuses uh -huh. but now with the Mini the Prius is yeah not a big deal not a big deal totally I mean yeah. we had a we, my wife has a Prius we had we had that Mini on there for a while and it was rad okay totally rad yeah uh, I've had some weird requests like a uh, uh, like a the VW bug it's totally rounded <laughs> it's sort of weird yeah you can get crossbars that are like, like this 12 inches apart from each other like, sleep in the middle yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that yeah. one's a little tough yeah, yeah. at some point you got to draw the line yeah, yeah. Fantastic. All Boom. right. Thanks so much. Awesome, guys. Right, Thanks yo, for appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. All right, Holman, we found a very shaded area just outside the Costa Mesa Hall, and we're with a very lovely young lady <laughs> who has a very interesting story, uh, I understand. Well, you know, me, I've been going through trying to figure out my uh, personalized license plate on my JL, <laughs> and then she just owned everybody with a personalized license plate, so uh, I'm super bummed. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I take yours? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yours is just so much better than any idea that I could possibly have. Oh, so. that's so funny. Are you going to say what it is? It's uh, on a Tacoma. And it's Mountain Yote. 
I, which is freaking awesome. It's so it was such an organic find. I mean, oh. it, it, uh, the the truck is the color of a coyote. Yes. Which I lovingly refer to them as little yotes. Uh huh. Um, it climbs up mountains like a goat. And it's a Toyota. So it was just a weird play on words. It and just it no, it's perfect. Now, okay, so you're on. It's a California plate, right? Yes. And so when you're on the California site and you look at it and you go, wait a minute, it says it's not taken. What? How could this not be taken? Well, yote y o t e is. Ah. And so I just obviously lost the. All good. The E. Um, but the, the gentleman who does own that yes. found me online and was like, hey, you have my license. <laughs> you can have that one. Well, I, I found, so the thing about license plates is like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, but I don't want to do like a, a worse version of somebody else's. And I think yours is actually a better <laughs> version of his. Uh, anyway, so I, I found out about you through our uh, mutual friend, Will Beatty yes, at Center yes. Force Clutches. And what kind of drew me to it is, okay, so you have a badass Overland Tacoma build. Okay, yeah. I'm a manual transmission guy. <laughs> okay, and right. he, And Will's like, you have got to talk to Jillian. She's here getting her clutch upgrade. I'm like, wait, hold the hold, you know, hold the presses. And so you are- you Hold uh, the presses or stop the presses? Hold them. You hold we're them? not stopping them because we're just pausing them. We still, okay. have, to get them, we still have to get out the door. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today we're holding. <laughs> so the whole deal is awesome. You drive stick. And there's so few of us in the world, I want yes. to make sure we connected. Oh, well, I'm glad you did. No, I, it is true. I mean, we're definitely a, you know, a dying breed yeah. or whatever they say. It's a lost art. It is. It is. Um, the connection to the vehicle and the road, I think, is... 100%. Maybe not appreciated by all, so I understand why there's been a shift in the community. Sure. But um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, even living here in Southern California, people ask all the time, like, how, you do you, commute. how do you drive yeah. on the freeway? Super easy. I don't notice. Yeah, right. You just do. It's, you just I drive literally it. don't notice. Yeah. So, so my JK was... A manual okay and I just bought a new JL and of course it's a manual okay so because I'm not gonna be the guy you know one of our friends uh, runs the uh, manual uh, transmission uh, manual gearbox preservation <gasps> I society had that on my car oh so my yes God. yeah <laughs> we've interviewed him so, Great yeah, guy. He, awesome. he's one of our buddies okay and uh, and so I'm like I can't wear your t-shirt and profess <laughs> our love of the manual transmission then go get a automatic yes. so yeah no you can't no I am saying your, your calves are the same size so it's not like <laughs> your left one's getting a crazy workout right no, no I mean I balance it out I'm very I'm very cognizant of what I'm doing she does a lot of throttle application with the other ones. So. There you so, go. so talk to us a little bit. You have actually a really uh, popular uh, Instagram page. You're showing yourself going around to these amazing places in your which, Toyota. Which is what, by the way? Uh, Jillian Rebecca. Yeah, it's uh, but spelled the right way, R-E-B-K-A-H. <laughs> um, no, it, it, honestly, it, it's just been a hobby that's turned into... Um, kind of, I don't know. It's been a strange road. I, it wasn't intentional. Uh, so every, so you didn't set out and say, I'm going to be an influencer. I'm a girl no, in I, a Jeep and a you know. still, Toyota. I'm Toyota. sorry, Toyota? I still slightly cringe at the influencer I, I agree. Tag. To me, it needs to be brand ambassador. I feel like yeah. influencer has been hijacked. It means something different. And it's it, do, it doesn't carry the same weight as having, having partnerships yeah. with people. That's probably true. I mean, honestly, I think... I'm just someone who's been willing to expose my life on a different level. Sure, okay, it doesn't make me any different than the than everyone else that's out here, you know, today on the trail at all. It's um, I, I love I've always photographed beautiful images. Um, I go to places that are very familiar. I've grown up. What's going, your camera of choice? Uh, my iPhone. Really? Well, true? Because just, you have some amazing photography on your Instagram page that you. I scroll oh, through. Thank you. And I'm also an iPhone user. I have an 11 Pro. Okay. And the cameras are amazing. They are. And but it makes three of us. But still, I mean, I was always a Canon guy growing up. You know? I mean, I have a nicer camera, mm -hmm. but I'll be honest. If it's going on Instagram, and yeah. that is my primary outlet sure. for photos, um, 
I'm not going to stress about making sure I get the shot. And it's all about editing. composition. It's, and, yeah, it's beautiful and, otherwise. And I think I, um, I do, I have a weird other hobby. I do a lot of food photography. I like to create, I like to format photos. I think she's talking about photograph, uh, photographing food, Holman. Is this, uh, which is, okay, like, I've never done right that yeah. ever uh, before, <laughs> ever. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> but I like to create food and then photograph right. it. So, um, because Get I'm that always. depth of field just build, right, exactly, so it pops off the plate exactly. at you. I'm building an art piece yeah. with, with food. Okay, so hold on. The professional. You're my new best friend, by the way. Wait a minute. No, Jillian is my new spirit animal. Did Wait, you know that? Like, professional or... food photographers use fake food and they use like uh, laminated pieces and they use like, they don't use real mayonnaise. It ends up being like Elmer's glue and stuff like that. <laughs> this is very true. There are a lot of tricks to the trade. And if I was going to get paid, I would probably need to move into a more um, fake uh, way of creating this stuff. But I, my food is all edible. Uh, and warm, typically. Oh, I like warm food. That's my favorite. <laughs> so, but I think because of that, my eye being trained that way, and that's something I really enjoy, it's made photographing in these beautiful locations where obviously we know Utah is oh, gorgeous amazing. or One Colorado. Of my I mean, you just can't take a bad picture. Yeah. The San Rafael Swell, oh the east gosh. side of Colorado, yeah. going through the pass, Moab. I mean, Jaw all dropping. those are just amazing. So, yeah, you just get out there, and thankfully I've been able to build the truck to get me to these places, um, and then my eye just takes over, and so it just kind of happens. Like, what's the backstory? How did you end up building this truck? I mean, were you raised off road, or I mean, how did we get here? No, and I, I think that makes me slightly unique, uh, only because I know uh, right now there's a big put, there's a lot of newbies here. I mean, and, and sure. I don't say that negatively at all. No. This so, this space is growing. It's growing rapidly. Um, I wanted to get off road. I wanted to explore four wheel drive. I knew that was necessary for what I wanted to do, but had no idea that, that people did this to their trucks. I just wanted something that got me places. So bought the truck at the perfect time. Uh, got me a significant amount of traction because of the color and the being a new third gen and all the extras uh, and it just took off but generally it was just bought so I could explore and did you start Instagramming from day one because you said it got you attention so that means you must have been out there kind no. of publicly from the get-go it, it did get some attention it made me very uncomfortable I was blocking people left and right for about three months um, no, no. I which was like I don't know who you are it's very strange yeah. all you you asked to go out on trails I think it's weird. I did the whole like Facebook is more family oriented and people I know Instagram sort of open to everybody that's it sort is. of how I manage yeah, you my get social. All, all sorts yeah um, now I know the community is generally good pretty people, good people and yeah. they really just want to go hang out yeah. but I was I'm of the age I grew up in the internet age where we don't meet the people online. So <laughs> yeah. it was very odd that like this community wanted to hang out and be, be a part of what I was doing. And I was like, no. Why? No, I'm doing this to get away from you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Why are you all coming with me? I, what, I, don't want people, I don't want And then right. you realize it's very communal. It is. So after about a year of doing it, and which was good, it let me yeah. learn and let me understand what I wanted to do and really focus that. Um, and then I kind of started trickling into, uh, you know, being a part of the community. And you know the saying, right? So good roads bring bad people and bad roads bring good people yes and i think that's very true of the space that's is very true the worst roads you have it's a different type of person who's willing to spend the investment to build something and get out there definitely where it's not the low-hanging fruit you're doing it because you want to not because you have to and, and you're getting out to these really amazing places so the way over the years i've really found that this you know four-wheeling off-road and overlanding market people are very genuine yes well, we're like-minded, I think, yeah, because I like you're saying, we're, we're out doing this thing. So it, it kind of, it 
filters itself where you're, you're running into people and for the most part we can find something we relate to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I literally found my best friend doing this. Really? Know? Yeah, so it's... And I don't have room for any more friends. I'm old enough, well, I've, I've got the friends I need and everybody well, else... We're I'm no done. longer friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just like that. Mostly because <laughs> I only have 20 <laughs> slots and somebody, you know, comes along and... I have know. to wait till one of his He's uh, a friends... He's When one of his friends passes away. He's an alternate. He's an alternate friend, yeah. No, and I mean, I've always been kind of a unique personality and, you know, I'm in my later 30s and just kind of was this is just me and I'm okay with it but gosh you know I kind of would have been nice to have maybe a, a solid girlfriend yeah and I found one out on the trail and, we and who do, knew and we do solo trips now I mean, was she alone someone had kicked her out of a vehicle and she was just sitting on a stump <laughs> somewhere yeah, she was out in the middle of the wilderness <laughs> sitting on a log no um, her- help me <laughs> somebody oh, pick no. me up that isn't creepy <laughs> <laughs> save me um, no her and her husband travel full time uh, and she has her own vehicle which also makes us a little unique um, not not a lot of women, at least not on the exposure that we have, um, drive their own vehicles. Nothing wrong with being a passenger at all, yep. not knocking that. But it's just, there's fewer of us. Um, so she was one of those, and she's also a manual driver. Good for so her, her and Love I just kind of connected a little bit. And like this next week, we're going to head out, and it's honestly like no agenda, just get out, and get around a campfire, whatever. and hang out. So can you walk us through the build and some of the uh, products and choices you made on the Tacoma? And, and how did you get it to a level where you're comfortable getting so far off the beaten path? Um, I got, it's been time, time, and uh, a lot of the products. I'm very proud to say I've stuck. I've been with them for a while. Um, I, my three-year anniversary with Icon just rolled around, and I was like, "Wow, it's been three We've years." We got great friendships over at Icon. Oh. Made great products, and that's. I mean, and that's been the great thing is a lot of my relationships with the companies aren't just product-based. Um, and while that probably was the catalyst for it, um, they've turned into these great relationships. They're people you trust. Oh, a hundred percent. These are guys. They have my back, and and it's been. And if this ended tomorrow, you'd probably still go have a beer with them. Oh. Definitely. Yeah. Or go yeah, on I consider, a trail. And, I consider these yeah. people friends, yeah. for sure. I just had a conversation with Falcon, who's been with me for several mm-hmm. years. And um, that was the point of the conversation, is we're friends on this. Um, so, you know, I got a solid set of tires, um, some decent armor early on, and uh, a good suspension. Within, I, I waited a year for the suspension. I really wanted to learn my vehicle, um, and I'm so glad I did it that way. Yeah. Uh, but I have a solid setup from Icon. Uh, the rooftop tent, the... Now there's a refrigerator in the back because I cook all the time. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Uh, By the way, photographs of the if, food. If you've never <laughs> gone off-road with an ARB fridge, a Dometic fridge, one of these, yes. you have no idea what you're missing. There is nothing better than stopping at the end of a hot, dusty day on the trail and pulling out a, an ice cream or something from there, right? <laughs> the, or having fresh produce it, and meat the, and all that. I mean, it's amazing. The produce is yeah. what I... Well, because I like fresh ingredients yeah. and because of the cooking thing. Um, and again, not everyone's going to appreciate this the same way, but the fact that I don't have to like wrap and pre-wrap and bag and do all this stuff and then hope the ice doesn't destroy it when oh, I take oh, it off road. One bad Ziploc and your sandwiches oh, are done. Man, I had seafood explode. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I just fill the whole damn thing with Pop-Tarts and I'm good. <laughs> Pop-Tarts beer. Yeah, that, that's a different yeah. level. Uh, <laughs> Jillian and I are talking about, you know. She gives me a once over looks at the physique. You know, she's like, yeah, I see Pop-tarts, the Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, What's the most precarious? By the way, it was Pop-Tarts with the frosting. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> Is there any other way? There are, and it's weird. Yes. Yeah, I'm not okay well, with they it. they have some cookies and cream ones that are weird, and they have some <laughs> weird offshoot flavors. I'm not just giving me an old yeah, strawberry. Strawberry. With, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm, there. I'm there. Okay, so what is the most precarious situation you found yourself in out on the trail? 
I mean, there's there's been a, several situations. I am not a fan of the off-camber feeling. Yeah, um, side sloping. So, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, just never got. And, and, you know, I've really only been doing this for four years. So maybe talk to me in another 10. Maybe I'd have a different perspective. But that is probably my most uncomfortable. And I find myself locking up mentally in those situations. Uh, so that's been a big challenge for me because I'm realizing that a lot of my off-road limitations are in my head. Uh, oh, absolutely. And Your vehicle will do so much more amazing. than you can, yeah. Exactly. It's, you, you, once you get, yeah, and I've been uh, wheeling for 25 years and I still don't like side sloping. Yeah. And you know, you just do one of those things where like, I know I'm okay mentally. It's, you know what it is? <laughs> it's when you go in the parking structure and you think you're going to hit the cross beam because yeah, it's so close to the roof. Same feeling. It's the exact same <laughs> feeling. You know, that's when I get out, I put my butt on the windowsill <laughs> and I and I can barely reach the throttle with my right foot and I, my head is out. Of, I'm fully sitting on the windowsill to make sure I'm not yeah. going to hit. For all you people wanna, who wonder why 4x4 <laughs> Certain brands still use a whip antenna that's taller uh, than the roof. That's why. That's so why. you can. You, it's a feeler. Sense. So you Dude. had curb feelers back in the 70s. This is a ceiling feeder. I got stuck. I went to the Venetian Hotel. Brutal. Yeah, I know it is. Also, I was I was in a Ford and I was following a guy in a Chevy and. The Ford just sit a couple inches higher than the Chevy. His was stock and ours was stock. And he went in and he was close. And I thought, oh, I made it past the first one, the first overhead. And I went to the, and the next one was tighter. And I made it and I go, I'm not going any further. I stopped. I go in, we party, we do our thing. We come out. Well, I come out. It's now 1 o'clock in the morning. All the clubs are letting out. Two, one, two, something like that. And I, I realize that the overheads are lower than the ones that, that I came in at. So I go out and the little, um, what do you call the antenna that looks like a shark's fin? A shark fin antenna? A shark fin antenna <laughs> hits. Very technical term. It hits and I freak and I and it starts grinding and, and I stop. Did you let the air out of the tires? And so that's where I ended up. I ultimately let the that's let the air out of the tires. And that's a good solution. Oh my God, but I was panicked for a minute as all, all the club goers in their sparkly clothing like, were driving by me going, <laughs> what's up for my guy? Because you're like, where do I go? Yeah. I can't, like, you're stuck in there. No, it's like, and I can't, I can't. I well, thinking, let's be I, honest, going lower? to Vegas was your first mistake. Yeah, I'm like, do I lower the headliner and then try and unscrew the shark into I'm like, wait, there's gotta be something. And I thought, I stood back, I literally 10 feet away from the rig and said, how do I get all the tire pressure done? Well, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna file yeah. that away for yeah. Never know. That. Never know. So uh, what kind of uh, what kind of gear do you typically take on an Overland adventure? And in how many days do you usually stay out there? I mean, it varies. I, I think uh, like my average is probably like a four to five day trip. Okay, that's a pretty good um, trip. But I, I'm not opposed to weekend warrioring sure. it uh, when it, when that's. Are you using possible. solar? Do you have a rooftop tent that I you don't. love? I So um, I've been with High Tents for a real long time. Yeah. It's a very very rugged uh, rooftop tent. I've been with him for almost. By four the way, years. he makes the uh, the pool hoop. Oh yes, he does. And, a much and, loved much loved accessory. And also a garage lighting through uh, his Link brand. So uh, we we know him as well. Awesome. So. Graham is. Another friend within yeah, the cool. community, um, and I love his mind and the way he's. He's always, a little crazy. He's a little tinkery. Yeah, always, yeah, no, always. I'm like, tense. No, what are we talking about? Oh, something else. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Squirrel. Um, but he's he's an awesome guy. Very cool. Have loved his tense. So I mean, yeah, that is. Um, not a necessity for what we do, but I do enjoy the rooftop tent experience. I like being up top. If I am sleeping by myself, honestly, it gives me a little bit of peace of mind. When, oh, yeah. I'm, when I'm solo, um, I can kind of shut down a few of the uh, on alert settings yes. in my brain yes. um, and sleep through the night because I know I got to step up on everything yep. coming into camp. Um, so I love that. I mean, I've got the basic, like, get me out of 
crud <laughs> <laughs> setup. I mean, everything, I, I do try to keep, I mean, now that I've built it out, I'm definitely in the reducing everything. What do yeah. I absolutely what do I have, yeah, need? Yeah, right, um, take some weight out, take some things that aren't necessary, kind of figure it out. I don't use that, I don't e need to bring exactly. it with Exactly, yeah. that's been a big thing. How do, you, uh, how do you like your uh, new Center Force clutch? I love it. So I'm really excited. I ended up, I'm so I'm still doing some, like some R&D with what yeah. we're, we're trying to figure out. I mean, it being a... Why did you need to swap? Well, I'm... <laughs> You're rough on your clutches. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you guys know this. I mean, we're. I think we do. Well, although, Lightning actually, doesn't. He, he drives a oh, automatic. Right. So I, I, I would. Know I that. have driven many a manual. Yeah, but you've, I don't you've own since. One now. Yeah, I was gonna say you've since left those behind. Yes. Well, I mean, I've driven manual my whole life. So like people ask, like, oh, isn't that isn't that really premature that you're you know within a hundred thousand miles you're you're replacing a clutch? Um, and it's like, well, yes, if it was a street vehicle, sure. that would be considered early. But with what we do, because of the style, you're slipping the clutch, yeah. which is not a good thing for a. OE, you know, for an OEM clutch, you shouldn't be doing that. That's bad. Yeah. That wears it ex that prematurely. So what they're doing is obviously they're beefing up some of the components of this of this clutch, and they're also giving me a heavier flywheel so that my transmission isn't taking the load of my makes vehicle. such a difference because the heavy flywheel can crawl better. You can lug it down without stalling it. That's like, where, beautiful. So I'm not re-geared. Yeah. I'm not. Um, I don't have any other. So you throttle. need the high. You need the flywheel. Exactly. So I feel. I. I'm so thankful. I don't have any of that because I can truly feel the benefit of that flywheel, especially off road in those lower. RPMs, yeah. I'm able to, where I found myself, I, when I had it, or when we had it re-put in, I found myself naturally wanting to go to the clutch and realizing I don't have to. Right. Keep so that left foot on the I'm floor. Able, I'm able to just keep it, or, yeah. or I'm maintaining this a great RPM. It's not yeah. dropping and yeah. I'm almost stalling. Uh, so that alone is, that's, I'm not going to be using it as much as I was, which sure. is going to, in my mind, we'll see, but yeah. in my mind, More extend durability. the life. I put about 50,000 miles on mine in my JK okay. before I sold it. I never had one issue with it. Awesome. So, and I, I wheeled Moab and Rubicon and Death Valley and all, you know, Mojave Road a bunch of times. And that was one of my favorite things. So in fact, Will and I were t at Center Force, Will Beatty and yes. I were talking about my JL and he says, Hey, we're doing one on a Tacoma. You should get to know Jillian, and that's how this whole thing started. There we so go. I'm glad we had a chance. No, to I'm really glad we did this. Yeah, and Will is a—he's a gem, man. Yeah, he's he awesome. Cracks me up. Yeah, he's—he's he's, he's good he's people. He's awesome. A lot of interesting characters in this industry. They <laughs> yeah. are, and I, but they're good. It's not like interesting are. character because they're like creepy weirdos. They're interesting characters because they're funny. That. And you I wasn't saying no, that no, no, they're no, I wasn't stalkers. Say, I wasn't saying that there were. What I'm saying is like there's a lot of people. A lot of times people say, "Oh, that guy's a character, right?" And that's usually a red flag. In this industry, it's not like that. It's like that guy's a character. I want to go hang out with him. Yeah, you know, they've got stories. Yeah. They've got they've got yeah. life. Life. I, we've experienced, and not that you can't do it other places, <laughs> but I do feel like there. This is just a real good concentration of people that are out, just wanting to experience. It's special in different ways, and I really think that brings just a. It's to be cliche, the spice of life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it it is that way. Like everyone's got their own flavor, and it's it makes it interesting, which I love being a part of that. Fantastic. We love it. Hey, this is a, this might be a creeper question. Oh, what of the, course. What you is, couldn't help yourself, could you? What does the money hanging around your neck signify? You've got two coins hanging around your neck. I do, so these are my, um, I, I do have a little bit of a Japanese heritage in me, so it, it's not very obvious. But um, these are two coins from my grandmother. Oh, very cool. So okay. they're Japanese yen. See, I didn't know. That's why I, I think asked. that was a creeper question. I think that was a oh, legitimate question. <laughs> but I'm going to stop the interview right now just so we don't go any further. God forbid. We, she's, she's our like, friend now. Yeah, she's like, you looking at me weird. I'm like, they no, they were cool coins. <laughs> I'm trying to figure them out. I've been doing the Instagram thing for a while. It takes a, I have a pretty high threshold. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> oh, unlike us, we, we will take anybody. <laughs>
So again, if somebody wants to follow you on Instagram, who is not a creeping bastard, uh, uh, they would go to <laughs> looking at your coins on your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is Jillian Rebecca, J I L L I N R E B K H. All right, well check out her Instagram if you love uh, great photography, oh. if you love adventure, if you love Toyota's out in the wild. Yes. You'll, photography you'll love of food. Yet. Photography of food. It's, it's a great place to spend it. some time. So thank you very much, and we appreciate thank your time today. You. You're thank the best. You. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Okay. Every aisle, check. Ice cream cone, check. Rooftop tents, check. Trailers. Uh, trailers? Check. Uh, vans. Check. Yeah, we, we, we saw it all over here. This was a this was an awesome weekend, and, and hopefully uh, those of you listening got a sense for what's going on in the adventure market because it's all here right now. There's so many great builds. There's so many great products out here and just seeing people enjoying the outdoors and seeing what's what's possible with their vehicles is pretty cool. This event was more successful than I think you anticipated. Uh, for sure. Like, not that we didn't think that this was going to be a, an amazing event, but look down at the line. I mean, all the people coming in right now, there mm -hmm. are so many people flooding the gates that are just enjoying this. There's lots of families, people crawling up into tents, and, and just, I think, the, uh, the, the, the romance of the... Uh, the great outdoors. Yeah, I like to see that again. I mean, in a time where it feels like so many people are all caught up in like Wi-Fi and cell phones and being at home in the city, it's so great to see everybody come out of their, their houses to come and join an event like this. I like it. I like it too. But what I can't wait for is getting my jail built so I can take you out and we can go do this. But you won't do that. That's probably true. You spend too much time with me already. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that twenty hours a week with you. Is too but much you were time. like. You're like, I'll take you out and we'll do like eight hours on the road. We're not going to go camping and stay the night somewhere, which we I'd might. love to do. We might, but you got to bring your own tent. Because my rooftop <laughs> tent is for me to stretch out in. I'll sleep on the ground. Perfect. I have no problem with that. I will make you breakfast in the morning, though. Oh, really? Yeah. What would you make? Uh, I would make... Like uh, eggs and pancakes? Oh, breakfast burritos. Oh, really? Yeah, breakfast burritos uh, in the desert. Awesome. Can I bring the hot sauce? Because I'm a hot sauce aficionado. Oh, I, I, okay, so... Uh, Tapatio? No. Oh. Tabasco? No, I'm not even telling you. Cholula? Nope. Not really? even. No, no, no. To me, no. it's Tapatio. No, I'm not saying that those aren't good. Okay. I will enjoy those. But I will bring a spread of hot sauces. And a I will, spread of I, hot sauces? I will blow your mind. All right, I'll bring a spread of bourbon. Oh, I'm in. Are you going to smoke a cigar with me? Absolutely. All right, bourbon, cigars, campfire, uh -huh. breakfast burritos in the morning. Rooftop tent. This sounds That's like only a, I am in. Sounds like quite a date. I'm in. <laughs> all right. Well, sounds like a plan. Uh, all right. So uh, if you want to find out more about uh, Four Wheeler Adventure Expo and uh, see photos and all the cool stuff that was here, head over to fourwheeler.com. Got a ton of stories up, and you can see uh, what you missed out if you weren't here. I want to thank everyone that stopped by and said hi. I want to thank the listeners that surprised us. They're like, Lightning Holman, what's up? And we turn around thinking that we know them. We don't know them because they're listeners. And then they say something from the show that clearly came from the show yeah. that nobody else would know. And a turtle turns its head and squats. The crow squawks when the turtle turns its head at midnight was uh, was uttered more than once at, uh, at this event. So I surprised really Surprised me, that. yes. And we gave away uh, almost all of our shirts. <laughs> almost all of them. Not all of them. What do we have left? The XLs that you and I wear. Should we send those to our sponsors? Uh, I mean, maybe to <laughs> Nissan. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanking them for uh, being our presenting sponsor and putting up with these shenanigans for uh, going on for over two years now. Has it been almost two years now? We just now? had our two-year anniversary. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, God bless you, Nissan, for supporting us. <laughs> you're, you, uh, you're saints, i got to tell you If you're looking for a new uh, half-ton mid-sized truck, the uh, Titan Titan XD, the Frontier, head over to NissanUSA.com. Check out what they got going on. they got some great trucks. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the best in the business. And then also uh, our friends at Deck saw quite a few vehicles out here sporting uh, Deck's system in the in the bed of their trucks, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's the perfect system for overlanding. Oh, I mean, absolutely. we always talk about like surfers or construction workers, but if you're overlanding, 
I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? Well, you got your drawers. You can still put stuff on top of it. Yeah. It's, they, they sit below the uh, the top of the bed, so it's hidden. It's lockable. The storage yeah. is great. And then, uh, did you uh, see any check engine lights on any of the vehicles out here today? I did, as a matter of fact. And I offered him. He was driving another, I don't want to say what type of vehicle okay, it was. Okay, you don't want to dime out the brand? Nope, I don't. Uh, but he I, it was staring right through the glass. I couldn't ignore it. He was moving his vehicle Was it the inside. glow, the orange glow coming from his face? It was the orange glow. Face. And you know what? I whipped out of my pocket. An Innova scanner. Oh, Innova.com. So <laughs> yep. if you have a uh, OBD2 vehicle and you are looking to not only clear the code but figure out what it would take to fix it, head over to Innova.com and uh, get one of their scanners or their dongle that will pair with your uh, Android device or your iOS device. That's right. You open your phone and it tells you what the code means, how to fix it, and how others like you fixed it. All right. Well, uh, good hanging out with you. I'm going to uh, head over to the beer garden. I'm coming and you're buying uh, no, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna buy you a corn dog. Thanks, Dad. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. Lightning and Holman, thank you for this special show. I learned a few things. I learned that you are still bad at podcasting.